It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book Football Friday here at the South Point Studio. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles alongside of Gone Gaming, Vinny Maliula, Sportsbook Director here at the South Point, Chris Andrews alongside. Gentlemen, it's a football Friday. Doesn't get better than this. Gentlemen, who came in? <laughs> What's up, Jeffrey? Hi, it's good to see you guys. Happy Friday, buddy. At some point, we expect Jimmy to be around. He'll wander in. He'll wander in. He'll wander. Definitely. You know what? I hope it's mid-segment and he just has to come across. Well, it, has That's to, what I it has to be. That's what I really hope. He wander across the stage in front of the camera. Absolutely. So, By the way, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, I would say Two so. day, Well, we got tonight's football. We got uh-huh. Saturday's football. We got Sunday's football. And there's a Monday night game. A Monday a night game. Football. Only one. Only one. This Only week. one this week. But yeah. it's also moved all over the place, that Monday night game yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. So oh, we got a game in London as well. So I, I was asking Vinny before if he was going to watch the Toy Story broadcast, and he shot <laughs> me down immediately. Uh, Don Rickles. Who's going to play Don Rickles? Who's who's Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> it's a burning question. Right? I don't want this AI. I No. I'd, so otherwise, I'm, I'm out. So uh, before we get uh, before we get to college football, and there are four games tonight, and yeah. a few. Uh, there's three Power Five games. Uh, new t- the new teams in the Big Twelve do battle in Provo. Uh, yeah. Questions at the quarterback position. I, I keep forgetting they're Power Five now, but yeah, yeah. but we got a ton of business on Co- that game. conference game, no less yeah. in conference, the Big Twelve exactly, yeah. uh, wow. for Cincy and BYU. But uh, Vinny, real quick, last night on uh, a, a result that was good for the betters last night. Yeah, I think uh, you know the uh, the the, uh, the public uh, uh, the betters got off to on a good a good note. The uh, remember the uh, the Lions went off right before we went off the air yesterday, Jeff. Uh, top point went to two and a half on that game, and uh, that was uh, a game that opened one and a half initially went down Packer money, but it was pretty much of a steamroll yesterday. Um, so the Lions game, but the the college games, and then of course the the last game of the night. Uh, which is, is always enjoyable when you, you have a game either that you, you get sided on or middled on, and it happens to be the highlight for the whole afternoon. We're re, re, reliving it, the the uh, Jacksonville State, Sam Houston State. We were commenting yesterday, how could that total be so low? Both of them almost went over by themselves. 36 the total closed yesterday. We went off the air, 36 and a half. Wasn't low enough. And then, of course, uh, Jacksonville State, prevails in overtime 35 to 28 by the way they were down by eight with about a minute to go so a good day a good start to, to you the fuse i call thursday the fuse that lights the uh <laughs> it lights the potential monday bomb chris it's amazing over the years how poorly we've done on thursdays <laughs> and thanksgiving has been the worst of all and i gotta tell person i love thanksgiving i love getting together with family eating turkey and all that stuff I have taken a monetary bath throughout the years on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I, it, people betting against the Lions. And which, on the Cowboys. And on the Cowboys. And which usually, this year, if you bet against the it will be the opposite. It might be, be the opposite. might be the opposite. Sure. People yeah. betting on the Lions. and Yeah, we'll see about the Cowboys. Cowboys yeah. play the Commanders on Thanksgiving. So yeah. who knows what the Commanders will well, look like. Well, yeah, we'll get to some pro. I got a yeah. lot to say about the Cowboys you know, when we get to that. We're, we're doing the pros in the second half. Will a diminishing, diminishing returns make an appearance today? I believe it will. That's good. Okay. That's good. That was on the bingo card for me. Today. It is. Okay. So uh, be ready to go. We've got another game over there with some diminishing returns. <laughs> Just slightly. Let's uh, let's go to uh, let's go to tonight. Let's start in the college ranks here. You know, Chris, this is I. This Brom guy knows how to coach. 
Uh, obviously, we've seen what's happened to Purdue this year, Louisville. Mm-hmm. I mean, they fan base was thrilled to see Satterfield leave for Cincinnati, and now the uh, the the uh, the prodigy comes home, and Louisville's undefeated going into this game tonight in Raleigh against NC State. Uh, a little bit of toggling, as Vinny would say, on this number. Yeah, this one, uh, you know, we've been at three, three and a half. Uh, one of my pretty big players, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call him a wise guy. He, just, he likes to bet. But he just took the plus three okay. you know, on this game. And, uh, you know, it seems like, well, it's one of those games. And I wrote down a lot of moves. A lot of plays today. Uh, before this one guy bet, it was all all uh, Cardinals. Well, it was all it was all Louisville from the public, but mm-hmm. the the wise guys were taking the three and a half. And this kid, like I said, even though he's not really a number mover or anything like that, he does bet. He bets strong, and he does okay. I can tell you that. So he took the plus three. So he likes the dog here. Public definitely on Louisville. He bets the size and totals, right? Chris? The size and totals. Yeah. Wow. Good. I mean, listen. And people, by the way, I, I I got my sheet here, and I was showing. I think I showed you too, Jeff, before we got on. Showed Vinny. I was just. This is just today's action, and these are just the colleges. It's a full back page. Forty-eight limit bets in colleges today. You know, just li- lim- That's besides. <laughs> we do got a lot of guys ain't betting limits either. By the way, but I got. Four, I just started. I got in this morning. I says, you know, I'm going to write down the limit bets today. 48 of them. And there's a couple on this Louisville game at minus three and then plus three and a half. And then this other, the, the kid I just told you about, he took the plus three. I didn't move it just because there are some three and a halves around. But but uh, but he bet strong. I mean, we take 10,000 on these and, uh, you know, he bet it. I just didn't happen to move it. It's an interesting game. It's an interesting game to see, at least from Louisville's perspective, where, let's face it, now that Clemson has two losses in conference, mm-hmm. it is wide open for that second spot to join Florida State and Charlotte. I know Duke, North Carolina, those teams may have something to say about it, but hey, what's stopping Louisville at this point, Vinny? Yeah, no, I don't, not, not a whole lot. I mean, yeah. again, if there, it's it. Here's the thing: there's there's teams they're in control of their destiny, right? I mean, and, and the way it's structured in in the ACC. Let's remember, it's the first and second place team that'll no division go to the what was it, the Coastal and the uh, it was the Atlantic, Atlantic and the Coastal. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. No more. So first two, uh, you know, first and second place teams, a head-to-head tiebreaker is going to come into. Uh, into play in all likelihood, given uh, some of these records that you pointed out. Louisville will host Duke later this year, and they will go to Miami the next to last week of the season, the last week of conference play for them before uh, the showdown in the Bluegrass State against Kentucky the final week of the season. Don't worry, we'll get to Kentucky later. They have a big moving game as well Mm -hmm. uh, against Florida Mm -hmm. on Saturday. By the way, those two teams you mentioned earlier, Duke and Miami, I had both those penciled in as not being very good this year. Man, I was dead wrong. I thought Duke would kind of come back yeah. to the middle, sort of. Miami, I just didn't like the coaching staff. But you know what? They added a lot of good assistant coaches, I think, that really helped that their squad. But they're much better than I thought. Miami made one of the – it's rare to say that a firing makes such a big difference. But getting Gaddis out of there and changing the offensive staff, mm-hmm. uh, Van Dyke looks like he did two years ago again, unlike what he was last mm-hmm. year where he totally fell off a cliff Yeah, last year for And Duke for looked Miami. like they would be a classic regression to the media. But they they've played well, and I think they're really good. And we'll get to the Duke Notre Dame game in a little while. But uh, you know, they, they, I mean, they're legit. They're a good team. Riley Leonard's yeah. a good college quarterback, and I think it's 
think it's been pretty clearly put together now that Mike Elko can coach. Absolutely. Uh, two years now yeah. taking over for Cutcliffe, and they're they're going to be in a bowl. I think Cutcliffe was a really good coach, but I think maybe he, Ran it, out of it was time. Yeah, it was time. Sometimes it's mean, just, just time for a change. And no letdown after the Clemson win. No, no. not at all. For, uh, I mean, look at last the, week, too. Last Devils. week was yeah. man. With, with Notre Dame on deck. That was a classic look-ahead yeah. spot, and they blasted Connecticut out yeah. of there yeah. on the road last week. All right, Vinny, real quick on this one. A pick, LaTeX, UTEP, toggling between one. Actually, it was one on, one on both sides at one yeah, point. Yeah, it's gone back and forth again. U- UTEP opened one. Uh, LaTeX was at one point a one-point favorite. I mean, it's a basically a pick em game and, uh, you know, overall two-way action. But good action, as Chris pointed out. I mean, it's a nice Friday card here uh, when you look at it. Position nicely as well when, when, I, uh, when you look at the timing of these games. You know, right, Chrissy, we got 4 o'clock Pacific, then a couple at 6, and then uh, a primetime game at 7.15 uh, Pacific time. So uh, these are uh, these are positioned nicely from a timing standpoint, too. Yeah, I was writing down our limit bets before the show, just uh, during the course of the week. You know, not all of them today, of course. Uh, I got plus one on either side. You know, so game can't come tied. Hoping it doesn't come one either way at this point in time. That would... Uh, It'd be the only thing that would hurt us a little bit, but you know, the, the, I got to tell you, the other three games are bet a lot stronger than this one. Yeah, that, that's not a not a shock uh, to me, at least. This is uh, the undercard in comparison to the other ones. Oregon State, Utah. This is a really this is a good one, good yeah. one in the Pac-12, and an important one in the Pac-12, especially for the Beavers, where I think it is pretty open for whoever can still get to Las Vegas for the Pac-12 championship mm-hmm. game. But, Chris, it doesn't look like Cam Rising is going to go again tonight. Nate Johnson, the yeah. expectation, he's going to start, and the number has moved because of it. Well, sometimes, you know, Price will tell you what's going on. And this one, we had some plus three early in the week. But since then, they laid me the three. They laid me the three and a half. Four looks like a pretty good number right now. But, again, it looks like Rising, you know, by the betting action, by the number, probably not going to play. I got to tell you, I still, I still think that number's a little high. Uh, I think I would, if, if I was out there, I think I'd be looking to take the four. Uh, Utah still has a great defense. Total's relatively low. We're looking, I'm at 43 and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm looking, I got, I got, I got some good money on the under. Um, but I mean, I am half point lower than anybody else. But I think it's going to be a tight game. I think I would take the four certainly before I'd lay it. And I think, I think still Utah's a pretty live dog with or without rising. Yeah. I mean, like Chris, you summed it up beautifully. I don't see, uh, Unless it goes to four and a half, if if it does get to four and a half, I think it's an automatic take. If it gets, you know, because it, the numbers telling you that he's probably out. Yeah, the way the numbers moving. Utah last week, they scored seven offensive points. Yeah, they they needed a stop at the end to beat UCLA fourteen yeah. seven, where UCLA's offense was an abject mess the entire game. But still, Jeff, it, you hold a, a, a seven point teams Jim to seven Kelly points. To seven points. Yeah, is I mean, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, this team's a hell of a defense, yeah. you know, and. Uh, I think they're going to keep this game. I mean, if this if this final was seventeen fourteen, would you be wouldn't surprised? No, not at all. Thirteen ten wouldn't shock. Yeah, me. I think you know. I think right now you got to look to take the points, especially the move off the original three, um, with or without rising. I think the dog probably the right side here. All right, let's hit the last one, and then we'll wel- we'll welcome Jimmy in as the uh, the minus one forty on the S will cash there. Thank Vinny. you. Uh, the conference matchup of Cincinnati and BYU. Throw out the record books when these teams uh, play here, Chris. <laughs> So this one's been an interesting mover throughout the week. You guys opened BYU two and a half and then went all the way to Cincy one and a half, then Cincy one, and now 
Not too long ago, you guys went back to BYU one here. Ten minutes before uh, yeah. showtime, I think we went back to BYU one. Man, we got a lot of business on this game. It's going to be the late game. Like I like to call it, the get even or get even worse game. Uh, but we got a lot of money here. A lot of play on the total as well. Uh, they bet me under 50, under 49. Mm -hmm. I went to 48. They bet me back over the 48. Uh, so I'm at 48 and a half. I'm kind of at the low watermark right now, but just a ton of business on this game. Um, but it's a good one. I, I really, I don't have any strong opinion in this one. I think it's, you know, numbers hovering right around pick them. That's probably what it should be. I, I did bet BYU plus the two when oh, it got, got there at, at another shop. I, yeah. You know what? I was a little surprised. In all honesty, I thought BYU, your opener, I thought that was right, personally. I think this mm -hmm. is... Two mediocre offenses, quarterback play, BYU Slovis is, is better than Emory Jones. Uh, coaching staffs, I don't really like. I don't really like either of these teams. But, but you like the two. But it's 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 a tough place to play. I like the play. number. It's a tough place to play, though, in Provo. Still. No, it it's, is. Yeah, it's, a, it's a sellout yeah. crowd. Cincinnati's going to be going to elevation for a mm -hmm. team that's not used to it. Uh, and I still think uh, Sataki's a better coach than, than Satterfield. So I'll take... Even at this, again, I think you're getting closer to what the right number should be with BYU being favored again. But who knows? Who knows? Again, you're dealing with two teams that I don't think are particularly good. So anything's in play. Handle game of the night. It should be. Yeah. And it's the late game, too. 7-15 Pacific. Course, yeah. So you'll be going through everything. All right. We're going to take a quick yeah. break. When we get back, Jimmy, he's in studio. We'll get Jimmy Vaccaro to join us next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. If you're celebrating a special occasion or just love fine dining, you're in the right place. Come experience the crown jewel of South Point restaurants, Michael's Gourmet Room. Welcome. With over 600 different types of wines and magnificent dishes prepared tableside, you'll revel in the rich classic Vegas decor and the best black tie service in the world. This intimate gourmet room has earned accolades galore. Come to Michael's Gourmet Room for an unforgettable dining experience. Another famous restaurant is the Silverado Steakhouse, where you'll find the charm and service that discerning patrons require. From top quality steaks and chops to fresh seafood and desserts, you'll love the award-winning wine list and menu at Silverado Steakhouse. Steak lovers have even more options with primarily prime rib, Catering to hearty appetites, the menu features a variety of flavorful prime rib cuts, dry-aged to ensure tenderness, and then seasoned and slowly roasted. Although prime rib is our specialty, it's not the only thing on the menu. There's something for everyone. And if you're craving a taste of Italy, come experience delicious Italian cuisine and the attentive service at Don Vito's. Our culinary team starts with the freshest ingredients and transforms them into traditional favorites. And don't forget Italian desserts. Don Vito's, savor the taste of Italy. Finally, if sushi is more your style, join us at the popular Zenshin Asian restaurant and sushi bar, where we're serving up the freshest sashimi, nigiri, and sushi rolls. And beyond the sushi, an exciting contemporary Asian cuisine menu. Plus, a variety of specialty drinks, Japanese and domestic beer, wine, and sake. Balance your hunger with Zenshin. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book. 
Here at the South Point Studio, I'm Jeff Parles. Chris Andrews is here. Vinny Maliulo is here. Hello, Jimmy. How you doing? You know, how am I doing? You guys are relaxing and I'm working. <laughs> you think it's easy doing nothing? Try it for a while. All right, now I'm going to hit my colleagues and obviously you also. Mm-hmm. We have a difference of opinion here. Now, we've taken a bet on the, tell them. Oh, this poor soul. Taking nine and a half with the Jets, 22K to win 20,000. Sunday okay, now night. you guys are all here having a good time. I was wrestling behind the uh, Connor there because this guy, he wanted to list quarterbacks. He says he wanted to take this only if Namath was the quarterback. Now, get, you know, Joe's been sticking in there, butt, hasn't he? Well, I got news for you. Uh, that guy's not the only guy uh, asking for, for Namath. Uh, <laughs> I know. Right now, he'd probably settle for Micah White. <laughs> I'd settle. That'd be great. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> when I walked in, Chris says that he thinks this is going to be the top number on the game. I do. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that – I don't – what do I know? I'm sitting right here. I don't think you'll see 10 on this game. Wow. I, I, I kind of okay. think it, it might it – because it's the, the late game, depending on how the rest of Sunday goes and uh, the propensity for – the public to be on the uh, on the favorite. I don't know. It's I could see either one. So right now, just so just so uh, so move to nine, mm-hmm. and yeah. there are eight and a halfs in the market on yeah. this game yep. now. There is. So I, I tend to agree with Chris that nine nine and a half <laughs> is going to be the high water mark. Yeah. Maybe we'll get back there on Sunday evening, but I don't think this game ever touches ten. Maybe well, name it this quarterback. Well, maybe it's Tim <laughs> Boyle. Who knows. Well, I looked at, uh, you know, I charted just some of the max bets before we got on the air, and somebody did lay me nine and laid me nine and a half. I didn't go to ten. Mm-hmm. I, I felt that they would take the nine and a half, and they did. Um, you know, but, yeah, I, I thought nine and a half is uh, the high water mark that we're going to see there, and uh, evidently uh, Mr. 22 Dimes uh, feels yeah. the same as I do. Well, you know, the best thing about this is obviously on, on a serious note, it's like here we are uh, with all these years behind us, and uh, – we see a lot more of these tickets now than we ever than we ever did. Mm-hmm. First of all, the people that bet these type of things. Now, I, I don't know who this guy was or whatever he does, whether he's a big player to some degree trying to sneak something in there that we wouldn't notice or whatever. But this I can tell you. We're seeing more and more of these, which shows you the industry is getting bigger and bigger. And there are mm-hmm. more people coming betting big numbers. Chris, every time that Nick, I run into you when you're back sitting at your desk and I see you, you know, going through all the kids and the kids are telling you what's going on. I mean, the idea, let's, let's just go back uh, just a short 20 years ago. We might have had five or six of these type of, you know, $20,000 bets. Now it's commonplace. Yeah. I mean, the other day, like uh, the weekend, Chris, Chris, your, your stack was this thick. On big plays. So well, I wrote the down, sheet. this is yeah. just today. Today, Chuck. Just today. Just okay. today. These are limit bets in college. <laughs> oh, wow. 48 of them. 48. You know, just today in college. So, I mean, I don't know. I think, you know, the word has kind of gotten out that, you know, we'll, uh, and uh, by the way, we do a lot of, there's a lot of two-way action on a lot of these mm-hmm. games. And I always say there's no wise guy union. One right. guy likes minus seven. The other guy mm-hmm. likes plus eight. Come on in. You know, we're, we're looking to accommodate you. Uh, but our handle, and even I, I've been saying it for a while, our handle's mm-hmm. been way up. And I went la- so last night, th- the same Thursday last year, yeah, up twenty five percent. Wow! See, you know, a, it, oh, go ahead, I was just to say that that that's an interesting point that that Chris brings up, and you know, uh, set up by Jimmy's comment. I think what's important we we would you could always predict you know the high the highs uh, mm-hmm. for the for the fall and the winter, right? The weekends. You know week one because you've got four months to book it. You know Thanksgiving weekend. 
But when we see this progression on a week-to-week basis mm-hmm. of the increase in handle, it speaks to how much, how mainstream sports betting has become and how much uh, it continues to, to, to grow. So I think if there's a, a, a trend this year that we've not seen, it's that progression on a mm-hmm. week-to-week basis for the increase well, in the handle. I, well, I think I've been saying from the beginning, you yeah. know, with, a, with PAPSA, I mean, it, yeah, at first it took a little hit on us, but it was going to grow the market, yeah. and it's grown the market. Yeah. So I say we're up 25%. This was never exactly Sleepy Hollow. You oh, know that. Course. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's 25% on top of a pretty good number well, beforehand. Yeah. Well, what, it's 25% on top of probably the best, one of the better years you ever had last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and the other thing, and obviously we, to some degree, we could feel it coming. And then the big push was, and we all agreed with it, right when it started to happen is like when the state started to start booking and booking a lot of the old time book guys that own these joints say no we don't like that you know it's not going to happen whatever they were dead ass wrong because that just mm-hmm. it, it creates more interest and then like a person like way back when he could only make the bed in, in, in arizona with the illegal bookmaker he gets in his car and he, and he drives and he's here sure. an hour and a half in california there's no doubt chris because like we run into him and like i get so where are you from bakersfield where are you from there where and that and that helped everything. And it's get as we both jokingly to some degree said, we have no idea when it's going to stop. It'll never stop, stop. Mm-hmm. But I keep saying, well, you know, maybe it's it's getting bigger. Yeah. It's getting yeah, bigger and more time. people. Oh, yeah. The old thing, the thing out there, you people will enjoy this because obviously people will come in, they will sign up on the phone app. And then what they do, you know, they go back to California, watch the games. They, watch, they get their tickets here, then they mm-hmm. go. And, uh, and I still say, if I had a choice, which I naturally I don't, if you would just give me California or Texas, you'd have one joint. You'd still do more business than yeah. you can only imagine. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't open in California. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. They're, they're all coming it here. It has to be sooner or later. Someone's got to say, "What's well, sooner the hell or later?" Doing? But I might be retired. But by we'll then, always so. be okay. There'll, yeah. It'll never be. We'll figure out Yeah. So that's it. So like I said, the Jets got all right here. Me and you are having a bet for. Uh, for Michaels, you're going to pay or I'm going to pay if this thing don't go to 10. You're I, saying no. You're saying it's not going to go to I, 10. I th- I'm with Chris. I think nine No, I'm asking half. you. Who are you with? Who, I think nine and a half is going to be the top of the market. Okay. I think nine and a half is going to be the top of the market. With that said, I think Kansas City wins this game comfortably. Right. Are you going to take us to dinner if you lose? I'll take you to dinner if you, you win. You have the rubber stamp? Can we <laughs> use the rubber stamp for all of them? <laughs> Yes, you can use it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you don't want to bet Michaels. That's a pretty sizable bet. Stamp, you're going to use it at the hot dog stand. Yes, I'll use it. That you could do. Yeah. Yes, there by the way, it's cash only at the hot dog stand. So if you need a <laughs> buck and a half, I, I, I got it. I got much <laughs> cash. I just got the stamp. I only got $40. <laughs> <laughs> I got a $10 bill that I could get okay. all four of us. Yeah. Did your sure wife you give go. it to you before you left the house? No, I actually had it on my own. You snuck it out. See you later. Goodbye. I got to go do something. All right. See you guys later. Give me for Kara, everybody. This way or this way? Yes, there you yes. go. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. There he goes. I'm, I'm with. You. I think. I think it's going up. I got all my uncles. Trust me. They're all. They're all. They're. They're. They're trying out right now in the rain. You know, it's. Let's find out who Lenny Dawson has before we do it. <laughs> we'll get back to that game a little bit yeah, later. I, I, I'm with you though, Chris. I think nine and a half. I think that's a high water mark. I think the high water. Look, maybe it touches ten for a very short period of time on Sunday. But you never know. As Vinny would say, it would have to be. Uh, it would be maybe a minute and a half. Don't blink. Don't yeah, blink. Don't blink. As they would say. All right, back to college uh, football here. Uh, Sports by the book is the show here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Paros, Chris Andrews. 
Vinny Malia alongside as always. All right, Chris. I was initially going to skip this game, but yeah. I, but you said no. We got we got to talk about it. It's one of our biggest games of the week. It's one of the biggest games of the week because, as everyone expected, when Bowling Green goes to Atlanta to take on Georgia Tech, you got to throw out the record books. <laughs> That's uh, what they say. Yeah. Uh, and this is, I, Chris. I'm a little amazed by this one. Yeah. Where Bowling Green hasn't really shown much of anything this year. You open twenty three. Yeah. Up to 24, back right. to 23, 22, 21 and a half, and now we sit at 21 on this game down there in Atlanta with the with the jackets laying it. I got to tell you, so when I made my numbers this week, so I come in, I made I made the game 18. Okay. But when I op- but I opened 23, I saw it go to 24. I said, you know, maybe maybe I haven't found the bottom yet from Bowling Green, right? Because you know, they they are way down there. Maybe I, but I'm thinking it's Georgia Tech. You know, I mean, Very so I, I kind of, you know, we had a little bit of money minus 23. I said, ah, they hold it. I'm going to move it. I went to 24. I don't know if 24 lasted a minute. They took the 24. I said, ah, I should have, you know, followed my own instincts. I go 90 to 23. seconds, Chris. Is that right? 90 okay. seconds. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. I'm not going to get anything you past can read you. That. you yeah. See these computers. Uh, these yeah. kids with the computers. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I go to 20. I go to 24. 20, then I go to 23. Then I go to 23 or 23 and a half. Like 2023. 20, I went to 23. They took the 23. Now I'm thinking. I see the bottom falling out of this game. I, I skipped all those other numbers. I went to. I think I had 22 for a little while, and then went to 21 and a half, and they took that. Um, like I said, I think my original number was probably right. I, I, I don't know that we've seen the bottom yet on Bowling Green, but like I said, you got to look at the opponents, Georgia Tech. But right now, as it stands, Jeff, this is one of my biggest games of the week. Georgia Tech, one of your biggest needs. That's yeah. Well, it speaks to what we, we oftentimes talk about, right? It's You, know, you don't have to bet every game. We, right. We're going to book every game. Of course. And but who's and now, now, who is betting this game too, right, Chris? Let's yeah, face it. This is nothing but the wise. You know, this is this is not your casual you know, uh, your your casual you're college fan. You're the regular guy's so, not going to the window. I, I, I can uh, look more at the game right after. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So. Or the game yeah, right so above should, it, you know? I yeah, mean, but, yeah. you know, but. So we should move on. So, yeah, but but I just wanted to hit it's that. Fascinating. That's been one of the biggest, you know, like the guy, the professionals. Of course. They don't bet teams, they bet numbers. And this number was go. too high. A team, a game that's going to have a lot of orange in it, guys. Syracuse hosting Clemson. Clemson has two losses. It's not even the end of September. Mm-hmm. Syracuse comes into the game undefeated, and Vinny, seven, six and a half. Now back to seven right now as we sit with the Tigers laying it at uh, the Carrier Dome. I don't care what they call it now. It's still the Carrier Dome. That's right. It's still, uh, you know, again, it's a, it, it's a, it's a matter of the number. Uh, taking seven and laying six and a half uh, once, uh, once they do take it. So, um, you know, Syracuse, a, a surprise. I, I, I think, you know, uh, Christian and I, we're, we're, we've talked about Syracuse. I mean, to this point now, have they had a, the most difficult schedule so far? Not necessarily, but still, um, they play hard. Uh, Babers, is, uh, he, he does a good job, uh, and he motivates his team. Now, Clemson, we're seeing Clemson in, you know, I don't, I don't, we don't say this a lot about a Clemson program, but they're in transition, let's face it, mm-hmm. especially uh, you know their biggest need is going to be uh, in, in recruiting is is going to be that that quarterback position in all likelihood. No, you know I'm not singling anybody out, but that's the reality of it. They had stability at quarterback, uh, you know, for for several you know several years. Uh, you know, you had Lawrence, and before Lawrence, you had Watson. So uh, that that's not the case now, and so and the transfer portal hurt them because Pagovalo was 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 in that program, uh, but now with the transfer portal and the ability to be 
immediately eligible wherever you go, uh, then uh, we're, we're seeing the effects of that. But uh, this one here is uh, laying, uh, laying, laying six and a half, but taking seven, Chris. Yeah, that classic game. But this is what we're, I'm saying that, you know, we have a lot of games like this as we yeah. run now with great two way action. Laying six and a half, taking seven, limit bets both ways. Once again, there's no wise guy union. Some guys like the minus six and a half. God bless them. Other guys like the plus seven. God bless them too. Come on in and, you know, fire away. I have absolutely no clue on this game. I think the number, I think that six and a half, seven, both are reasonable. Seven's fine. Yeah. Uh, I made the number six. I, yeah. you know, I just thought maybe at seven, it might be, might be a little bit of a take. take I mean, but, you know, kids, it's, yeah. it's tough to go crazy over, you know, one point differential yeah, exa- in a college game. Here. Exactly. And, and, Syracuse really slept walked in the first half last week against Army and then woke up right, in the second did. half. Totally. On the fell nine, I think, right? Uh, Pretty 13, much right. 29-16. Yeah, so I, I guess the number was 13. I was just thinking it was yeah. on the number. Yeah, okay. yeah. so yeah, Syracuse. And again, Clemson has had problems up in, up in Syracuse. They have had. For whatever uh, reason, yeah. uh, over the years. So uh, this, again, ACC wide open now for that yeah. second slot in the, in the title game after Florida State. So Yeah, Syracuse still in the hunt. Syracuse yeah. 4-0. Sure. Haven't played a conference game yet. Schedule gets a little more difficult now. Yeah, sure does, Clemson yeah. at UNC at Florida State the next three weeks for the yard. So go. it could very easily fall out of the mix very quickly. All right, let's go to another Big 12 game. Baylor at Central Florida. First game at home in conference play for the Knights. Of course, last week, quarterback injury. They lose. They don't cover in Manhattan. Kind of a brutal spot, in all honesty, to open your conference play. All right, welcome to the league. You get to go to Manhattan on a in a night game. K State found a way, got it done. Covered you wanted numbers. to, you wanted to join. You wanted yeah. to join. Uh, here you go. Baylor has had all sorts of quarterback issues. Uh, Shapen breaks, uh, hurts his knee in the first game and the loss to Texas State. Um, they've had on the third stringer last week in the game. They got destroyed by Texas. Not much of a shock there. But Chris, the number is starting to come down on Baylor here as the the betters are taking the Bears plus the points. You know, Jeff, uh, I I saw this number open kind of 10 and a half, 11, even some 11 and a half. I opened 11 and a half. I made the game myself 13. Okay. So when I've got the first bet, uh, they laid me the 11 and a half. Yeah, they laid me 11 and a half. I, I saw it going up. I went to 12 and a half with it. Well, since then, it's been all uh, all dog money, all Baylor money. Uh, including today, I had a lot of business on this one today. They took twelve and a half. They took twelve. They took eleven and a half. Uh, I'm down to ten and a half with the game, but but still, there's a lot of public money on Central Florida. I'm not sure that's not the right side either, by the way. Right. So I, I'm pretty. I'm in decent shape with this one. Uh, I want to mention the total here too. Uh, total is another one of those games over fifty five, under fifty six. A lot of two way action on this one. So right now. Uh, I'm happy with where we are. If we if I go in here needing Central Florida, I'm okay with that, and I think that's probably the way it's going to be. Um, I'm thinking maybe the take is with a team that's been in the uh, in the conference a bit longer. But uh, I mean, you know, look, it's you know Central Florida. We've seen them uh, imp- on the improve for for the last several several seasons. So um, maybe uh, maybe a good spot for them, it especially been, if it gets to ten. It has been a pretty brutal start to the year for the holdover schools that we thought would be a little bit better this year in the Big 12. Baylor's one and three. Quarterback injuries, Texas Tech. A, a team that a lot of people liked going into me. the year. Yeah. I thought they were a, a dark horse to make it to Arlington. Nope, they're one and three. Their quarterback breaks his fibula last week. Their, their season is cooked. 
Oklahoma State, State still doesn't have a quarterback. Oh, um, that's been one of my most disappointing teams. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they look, they, they scored 27 points last week, still lose to Iowa State, who can't score. <laughs> um, it, it has been a really tough go for a few of the teams that you would have expected more out of going into the year in the Big 12. Uh, again, right now, Baylor, 10 and a half point dogs in Orlando, Central Florida. This is a 330 local in Orlando, 1230 Pacific time. And like you said, Chris, uh, toggling between 55 and 56 on the total right now at 55 all right let's go let's keep it in the south let's go to knoxville next chris tennessee south carolina tennessee right now 11 and a half point favorites against the game cox at neyland stadium well there's another one they took uh you know yeah, i'm not in bad shape here but they took 12 and a half which i opened took the 12 i'm at 11 and a half i i got some minus 12 money too so again i'm not i'm not in bad shape um I, you know, not a real feel for this game. Uh, I think numbers may be a shade high. I think I, I kind of like South Carolina in this spot. Tennessee, uh, I had Tennessee penciled in as not very, not as mm -hmm. good as last couple years. Those, I agree. Those, certainly as good as last year. Yeah. Uh, and I think South Carolina's team on the rise, and I, uh, I like them a little bit in this spot. I think this is kind of a high price. Total has seen quite a bit of action, right? Chris, yeah. 63 and a half on the opener, got as low as 59 and a half. Find that threshold to see where we can get some over money. It looks like it came in. I think we're 60 and a half now. So, um, but the quite, you know, uh, more overall movement with the, uh, with the total so far. So, but, um, hey, look, it, there's something, something for everybody, uh, whether it's in this game or certainly on the board. Yeah, this is this is a quick pass for me. I, mm -hmm. I'm not high on Tennessee. I'm with Chris. Uh, and look, going from Hendon Hooker to Joe Milton's a big downgrade. Mm -hmm. um, and, and at some point, Heupel's offense is going to run into some some speed bumps along the way when they don't have a lead quarterback play. And it would not shock me. Again, I don't think they'll lose this game, but it wouldn't shock me if South Carolina's tied in on them at least for a while here. Uh, again, South Carolina up double digits in Athens a few weeks ago, and then mm -hmm. Georgia decided to play the second half, and we all saw yeah. what happened in that one. All right, keep it in the SEC East here. This is a, a, a an important game, really, for second place in the SEC East at this point. Right. Kentucky hosting Florida. Chris, you guys opened Kentucky two and a half. Now Kentucky one and a half. Total's been bet to the under as well in Lexington for this one. Well, I took I took some dog play on Florida. Uh, you know, when we opened, and let me see what the uh, what was around at the time. I even saw as high as three when I opened. There was some three. You know, so I opened two and a half. I thought three may be a little bit high, but I, I do kind of like the favorite in this one. But we got all the way down. I think we were at Pickham for a while. They came back in on Kentucky uh, short, you know, this afternoon sometime. You know, one of those limit bets I took from uh, from a guy, you know, pretty guy bets a lot and wins you know i'm not but there's a pick i'm around at minus one but he bet me minus one i went back to one and a half <coughs> excuse me i just i'm just not a big florida guy this year um you know i agree you know i i, I kind of favor kentucky here i think you know the opening number again not a huge not a huge disparity if you're out you know betting that uh you know you'd let a point and a half to uh influence you in a spot like that but maybe you would i think i, I like kentucky yeah, dog first, now favorite money. I mean, you know, two-way action. So uh, total went first went up from 44, then now back down to four, or 43. So these two have played some pretty entertaining games in recent years too. So they're, they haven't been short on uh, uh, nail-biting when it comes time to uh, uh, covering the number, no matter yeah. who you bet. Yeah. Correct.
Yeah, Kentucky is pretty quiet 4 and 0 here. Yeah. Very, very mm-hmm. quiet so far. Uh blowout victories against Ball State and and, and Akron. They really struggled at Eastern Kentucky a few weeks ago, which made no sense. Uh, and then really took it to Vanderbilt last week in a 17-point win in Nashville. Kentucky's one of those teams I always scratch my head. They're so good in basketball and have been good in basketball for 60 years, something yeah. like that. How come they're not good in, in football? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Kansas, Duke, we'll get to, we'll get to Kansas and well, Duke. Well, Duke, I can understand. That's a small yeah. school. Kansas, I would say the same thing. Yeah. You know, they, they should be up there. And, and, you know, let's throw in Indiana, too. Yeah. You know, why not? You know, I, I will say this. Mark Stoops has really done an incredible he, job. He has. He has. That program's gotten better yep. and better every year. He's yep. been in a bowl game every year since 2016, yep. which that program was in the depths of despair yeah. for a and long time. And they draw, while. by the way. I mean, we yeah, they know do, they they do well in the conference in, games, for in, sure. Yeah. You know, Rupp Arena for basketball, oh, to yeah. Chris's point. Oh, but yeah. they're, they're, their games sell out at, uh, you know, for, for football as well. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go to this one here real quick, Chris. Boston College and Virginia, pretty ugly game on <laughs> on paper here. Yeah. BC three and a half point favorites at home against UVA, uh, but really the story here, the total's been really smacked down in this game. Yeah, that's this is one of those Jeff that I told you. Yeah, we got to throw this in. I just have a ton of business on this game, and you just never know, especially with us. We 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 don't juice numbers, so we're three flat. We're we're probably one of the only ones now at three and a half. There's a lot of three and a halfs around. But uh, early on, they took the three and a half, went the three, they laid the three, <laughs> we're back to three and a half. But a lot of business on this game, and uh, I think Vinny's going to talk about the total. Uh, but yeah, we got a lot of money there too. What did we open that total? Fifty-five. Uh, Fifty-five. Right? 55 right? Not a fifty-one and a half. So uh, that'll tell you what we're going to need uh, tomorrow afternoon. Steady stream of uh, under. I think the weather might be uh, uh, playing uh, uh, a part in this too, right? Uh, well, I do, the, the weather York, is bad there today. I think it's going to be bad. It uh, looks like tomorrow as well. Well, New York is underwater right yeah, now. Yeah, so, so it's. I think so the front is heading. So that front is heading north. North. So probably. Uh, uh, you know, 15 mile an hour wins too with yeah. mediocre offenses. That's usually not a good uh, recipe yeah, for uh, scoring. Yeah. So total move, uh, continue to move down and uh, move quickly. Yeah. I'm at the low water mark. I'm looking at 51 and a half for me. And I see it's mostly 52 and a half. Let's uh, let's go to Durham next. This is man, Notre Dame missed a golden opportunity last week. Uh, in well, one yard away. Hold him out of the end zone. You have 10 guys on the field. Chris. How about the guy, you know, Freeman, who I've talked so highly yeah. of as a coach? He said he didn't want to substitute because it would have been a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> You're this far from the goal line. What's the penalty? This? Yeah, it's a heavy Get guy. another man on the field. Be if you sure. get a penalty, so what? So what? Well, I, I you mean, got one man got to mean half a yard. And also, like, they were playing coverage from the one yard line. Yeah. Like, oh. Uh, and they still almost made the play. They still oh, were back you know. close to making the play. Of course, that gave Lance three and all chaos oh, yeah. ensues oh. because of the replay <laughs> with putting a second back on yeah. the clock when it didn't need I to. I had three on my yeah. ties win parlay card, yeah. and of course, that was the biggest college bet of the oh, day. Too course. soon, Jeff. Too soon. <laughs> Look, I, I, I would have liked all my Notre Dame numbers to get there, but uh, in the end, they, uh, they do not. So now they go. It's, it's an interesting spot for Notre yeah. Dame because you go on the road to Duke, Look, it's weird to say it twice in one season, but now after taking care of Clemson in week one, this is the biggest home game Duke has had in a while. Where if yeah. you beat Notre Dame, you are now fully arrived on You're the on national, national landscape. TV. Yeah, national TV, national landscape. And look, I know it's not a conference game, but 
it can only help Duke moving forward if you yeah, pull an upset yeah. as a five and a half point dog at home against Notre Dame. I still have Notre Dame a little bit higher. Right. You know, I, I made the game eight. Um, you know, we've been going back and forth, uh, toggling between five and a half and six, and we've had limit mm-hmm. bets both ways. Once again, I say, you know, sharp guys come in, both both outfits, there are many outfits, have different opinions and lots of money to back their opinions with. So I got a lot of money minus five and a half. I got a lot of money plus six. This, this should be a really good game. And, um, you know, I don't know. Th- I, I have a feeling this will be the highest bet game of the day tomorrow. Yeah, 430, right, Pacific. Good point, Chris. I was just going to mm-hmm. say, I mean, a good two-way action on, on both yeah. the side and the total. Um, you know, we're sitting at 53 right now. I mean, you get 52, 52 and a half, up as high as 54. So, uh, but you can position nicely. But here it is, uh, Duke. Uh, it just... It just doesn't sound familiar, but Duke yeah. in one of the higher handle games uh, on a on a football Saturday. Not, yeah, not, it's not, now it's not a basketball Saturday. No, there's people on both sides, Duke and Notre Dame, who absolutely despise both teams. Oh <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, that's fine. You know, come on in, and I hate Duke. I'm going to bet Notre Dame. I hate Notre Dame. I'm betting Duke. I know right where you could go and express your opinion. I uh, I. I actually bet Duke already this week. Did I, you? Yeah, my mine. Uh, I I don't know. My numbers actually came for the number that like your five and a half six is right. Yeah. But I don't know how Notre Dame is going to react to what just happened to them. Where well, that's missed, a good question. It, yeah. And again, mm-hmm. we're dealing with college kids. Now, look, it could look, work totally against me, and Notre Dame comes out and they're a lot mentally tougher than I realize, and they smack Duke around. Wouldn't shock me, but to lose in that fashion in a game where Notre Dame was the better team for the majority so. of that game I, I yeah. against yeah. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you lose by one yard on a play where you had 10 guys on the field. I, I still am brutal. scratching my head over that. That's brutal. just ridiculous. Absolutely brutal. Um, so that was the main reason for Duke. And I, I look, I think Riley Leonard's really good. I, I think Riley Leonard's going to do a better job than McCord did last week, even with mm-hmm. all the talent around him uh, at Ohio State. All right, let's uh, – Let's go to this one, Chris. I know we've been waiting all day to talk about Nebraska football. Uh, <laughs> Nebraska at home in Lincoln welcomes Michigan to town. Michigan still has not covered a game yet this year. They pushed last week against Rutgers. This is I love this. Michigan's an 18-point favorite with a game that is a total of 40 and a half. Chris. I know. Is that amazing? <laughs> I you know, wow. And this reminds me of uh I might as well mention that we got our uh, high-scoring team, yeah. of, and I, I always I, I pencil in. Well, what's the theoretical score? Your pen. Oh, geez, what the hell is a? You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not very good you know, for Nebraska. There's going to be about nine points, is what we got to pencil it in for. Uh, but this one, you know, we were at seventeen pretty much all week, and then today the money. And matter of fact, I had great two-way action on this game. Uh, I, and then one of my sharp guys laid me 17. I didn't move it because he didn't make a full bet. He came back and bet it again. Oh, boy. Said, okay, now I got to look <laughs> at this one. I went to 17 and a half, and it was uh, within minutes after that, the, you know, I got another guy laid me the 17 and a half. I went to 18. I'll tell you the truth. One of the big guys just laid me 18 and a half before Ooh. we came on. All right, laid me 18. I did not go to 18 and a half. Um, but I thought about it. But again, Jeff, you know, you, you mentioned it, the, the total is 40 and a half. I yeah. mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I'll probably take another whack before I move it. But they did lay me the 18. 
You know, there's two teams that we've been waiting to, I guess, explode, right, so far. Michigan and Michigan, Michigan and Georgia, Yeah. right? I mean, and they've gone through uh, the motions. Uh, they've, they've not looked particularly good. You mentioned Georgia's first half, half performance earlier uh, against South Carolina. Um, this is definitely, listen, Nebraska, uh, they, they corrected things after those first two losses. This is going to be the best defense that Michigan has faced so far this year. Uh, a terrific setting in, in Lincoln. So, um, you know, points are, points are uh, valuable, especially with the total uh, being, being as low as it is. So uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, we're going to find out some more things about Michigan here. But as a result of their performance and Georgia's, there, uh, there's a lot more tightening in the uh, in the power ratings. I almost feel inclined to take Nebraska in this game because of the total. Now I well, think yeah. this Nebraska team is awful, <laughs> but uh, man, offensively, so, offensively, they're really yeah, their defense is defense is, is still good. okay. Yeah. yeah, and you mentioned it, Vinny. Like just going back to Michigan, like you and I had this discussion. I don't remember yeah. if it was Monday or, or or Saturday last week. The alteration of the of the power ratings at this point now, yep. like the, the the preseason stuff, starting to drift away now mm-hmm. as we're a month mm-hmm. into the season. And look, uh, Georgia, yeah, still the best team, but based off of what we've seen from a for the first month, this thing is a lot tighter. I think you can make an an, an argument upward of 10, 11 teams right now have a legitimate shot to win the whole thing. There's there's ten. Well, I'll tell you what. There's probably. At least fifteen to twenty teams within ten points of each other in okay. terms of my, at least my power ratings. So, I mean, Georgia, Chrissy and I were pretty close on Georgia going into the season. I'd be about yeah. six points better than than everybody else. That's not yeah. the case. That's anymore. tightened up. I yeah, mean, it's so. And again, performance and results uh, is, you have to adjust. Yeah, this is one of those games. I, I usually don't go with diminishing returns in college. It's usually the other way around. But this one, when you're, I, I mean, I made Michigan higher. But I can't beef with the number that it was 17 yeah. because when you look at the total, it was 40. And the fact is, you know, diminishing returns usually mean the game's a little closer than your power ratings. Right. And this one would be classic in that regard. You know, the total's 40. And, you know, 18's getting up there. But listen, the wise guys laid me 17, 17 and a half. And even one guy came in and laid me the 18. Right. I got to respect that. But, you know. I'm not shivering in my boots. I mean, I'm, you know, they kick off, I'll be fine. Hey, look, uh, Michigan winning 21-3 makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it sure does. I, I mean, it absolutely yeah. does uh, with the way that Michigan has looked so far in the early go. But let's let's keep this thing rolling here. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles, Vinny Maliulo alongside Chris Andrews here as well. We had the Jimmy Vaccaro appearance earlier in the show. Vinny's there may be one. another one. Maybe oh, there may be another you one. Never know. You never know. We may it, see Jimmy. That's unlimited. Three, could be three appearances. You never, you never know. There's no limit. Uh, let's go to this one in Boulder. Uh, as we all anticipated, 10 a.m. local time in Boulder for this That's one. That's weird. USC against Colorado, Chris. And Colorado was exposed last week. Not much of a shock to uh, to me. And, no. and And a lot of sharper betters did lay points. Even though you did say two, good two-way action a week ago on the Ducks and the Buffs last week. Yeah. This is... Really not moved at all. They opened you open twenty one. Five minutes later, you went to twenty one and a half. Well, you got the clock on me now, Jeff. Oh, Gee, I, yeah, I, okay. blame the second one. <laughs> okay, right yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, you twenty one and a half on USC is not moved since uh, you put it up. Boy, they jump off the bandwagon quick, Very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this number is just about right. I made the game 21. Here we are, 21 and a half. Total's a little high, 73. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't really favor anybody, uh, but boy, they did jump off Colorado quick. Yeah. By the way, I had, a, you know, David Purdom, a good friend of mine from ESPN, and I hope to have him on the show at some point. He says, boy, I heard you guys took a lot of money on Georgia on the money line. I, I, you know, I said, Dave, you're right. I did. I still needed, I mean, I'm sorry, not but, Oregon. Yeah. Uh, I said, I'm sorry. I, I still needed Oregon. <laughs> you know, so yeah, some of the guys came in. Yeah, we were, I, you know, I know uh, Krakenberger talked about, he made a big bet here. Yeah. Well, we we're welcome to have it. We had a ton of money, point spread and uh, money line on Colorado last week. So we were uh, welcoming a lot of Georgia money. We had it. That was I, I don't now. Listen, we're early in the season, but I'm gonna have to look. But that's going to be one of the highest bet games of the year for us. SC, um, you know, look, we know Hunter's out, right? So, but SC, this earlier start probably a little impacts for them. them more than uh, than Colorado. Um, we know SC can score. We know Colorado can score. Hence the uh, uh, the, the the high total. But um, I don't know. SC's defense, uh, we saw it last year, and I'm seeing it this year. They they can they give up points as well as they, they, they can score points. They can't tackle anybody. You know? They miss so, so many tackles. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Because, so. I mean, these, they got speed. They're in the right position. And uh, guys break tackles on them. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's just incredible. So they, they, they last week, I mean, Arizona State is a bash unit at this point. Yeah. And Arizona State had a legitimate shot in that game. I needed USC in that game. I could see early on I had no chance. Yeah. It was just one of those. I had no chance in that game. I tell you, you, you looking at the start time, three touchdowns, plus over three touchdowns, um, Deion Sanders probably figures out a way to motivate his team uh, off of last week's debacle. I mean, I could see where points would be By the way, a premium. Uh, nothing, I hate to interrupt you, but yeah. the, the, the kid, and I'm t horrible with the names. Everybody knows that. The kid that got hurt for Colorado Hunter, Hunter. and the Travis kid that Hunter. hurt him from yes. Colorado State, yeah. they met and they yep. have a little video of those guys. And it's really kind of touching. Yeah. You know, I think that's they went bowling. the way Didn't sports They, they went yeah. bowling yeah. and, uh, you know, God bless them. That's, you know, sports should yeah. be like that. It will. It's a, let's, uh, let's hit this one real quick on the local angle here in town because uh, <laughs> break up the Rebels. The Rebels, the Rebels, three and one. Uh, they're, they're 11 point favorites. 11 point favorites at home <laughs> against Hawaii. Uh, but people have been coming in betting the dog in this game. Chris. Yeah. Well, you well, know, yeah. <laughs> I think the number's a little high, but a lot of money on this total. I mean, this is where we've really done a lot of business. Uh, Hasn't moved a ton, but got a lot of money. Under 59 and a half, under 59. And by the way, I see both those numbers still out there. Yeah. 59 and a half and 59, but they bet me under, and we took a couple of big whacks. Uh, I got one kid I put on for a little bit more because he, he comes in and fires. And I mean, I told Vinny before we got on the air, the kid bet me 80-some thousand last week and 120,000 this week. And he's not just, you know, betting, you know, numbers and all that. He, he comes in, he bets. He, you know, so he... He, he took a couple wax under on this one, and uh, so right now we're going to need it over pretty good. But, you know, he, I mean, the kid bets. God bless him. Trying to figure out the last time UNLV was an 11-point fit. Actually, Chris, we opened this game 12. I think they laid it. 12 and a half, right? Right. And when initially money came in on, on UNLV. Uh, yeah, uh, we did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we opened 12, so, and I think we went to 12 and a half. It's, and uh, the other way. Now it's uh, about, uh, about Hawaii. So, yeah. but, hey, good. you know what's good to – Good for our uh, our local guys. By the way, there's no lack of Hawaiians in this town either. Yeah, that is also. What do they call it? The Eighth yeah. Island or Ninth yeah. Island, whatever. Ninth it is. Island, right? Ninth yeah, Ninth Island, Island Bowl. 
Yeah, a lot, lot of Hawaiians have settled in the, the valley here. Let's, uh, let's go to Starkville next. Alabama on the road against Mississippi State. 46 the total here, Chris. Tied off their win last week and an impressive second half in route to victory over the Rebels' Ole Miss. 14.5 point favorites on the road in this one. It was funny. We had Alex White on the show last week. Yep. And she said, boy, I made Alabama an 11-point favorite. My first thought, is she nuts? <laughs> then, then I watched the game. Uh, you know, uh, we opened this game 14. We're up to 14 and a half. Uh, it's a well-bet game. Uh, obviously, they bet the favorite a little bit, but, you know, only a half-point move. So pretty good two-way action on this one. And uh, I think I had some total play on this. Uh, where am I at here? Yeah, a little bit. Between 45 and a half and 46 and a half. So good two-way action there. So right now, looks like a pretty well-bet game. And, and as it stands right now, I'm not going to need anything too bad. I'm curious to see how Alabama responds. I mean, they responded last week. Yeah. So now the the response here on the road, uh, terrific second half, because they really had not looked good all, all season. And, and uh, based on, on the quarterback play, right? I mean, right. we talked about it, have talked about it quite a bit, the fact that they added a quarterback after the spring game. You know, again, we talk, we referenced the, the transfer portal, but um, – it looks like that's been squared away uh, after going back and forth uh, a couple of games. So uh, I'm curious to see how Alabama responds here because they did respond exceptionally well last week. Let's go to Norman next, guys. Uh, future SEC member Oklahoma welcomes Iowa State in. Total hasn't moved at all. It's been 48 and a half the whole week for you guys. But the Cyclones did get bet. You opened 21 and down to 20 and a half, then 20, and stood pat on 20 the whole week, basically, Chris. And this is, I'll just throw this out there, and we'll get to Texas in a little bit because they play Kansas. Red River's next week. And they're both big favorites at home. We, the expectation is 5-0 and versus 5-0 and at the Cotton Bowl next week. This is a pretty brutal look-ahead spot for Oklahoma, all things considered. It is, but I, I have to. I think the number's a little cheap. Okay. You know, I, I like the favorite here. Just uh, Iowa State. I don't know if they can score to keep up with these guys. You know, if Oklahoma goes up, you know, early in the game, you know, seventeen nothing, twenty four nothing. I mean, yeah, the back door is always open with a you know a twenty point dog, but I'm not sure Iowa State has it in them to cover this number. And and I know there's a look ahead, and you know, we're talking about kids. Um, you know, probably these kids were recruited by Texas. I'm sure that most of them were. Yeah. I uh, decided to go to Oklahoma. So it's going to be a big game for them. But I, I still think this number just looks a little soft to me. I, I think the opening number at 21 was much better. Yeah, three touchdowns. I mean, Iowa State, we saw them score points. We reference, referenced it earlier. But Oklahoma, it's a constant press, right? I mean, no matter what what uh, portion of the game they're in, it's just push the ball downfield. Oklahoma did get held to 20 last week. Well, against Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati's I, a better defense than yeah, it's, this one. I'm more concerned about Iowa State scoring in this game. Oklahoma winning this game 27-3 makes a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> so I, I would be a little bit concerned on, on that end. I think I'm with you there, Chris. That's why I didn't bet this game. Yeah, I kind of like the higher number. Yeah, yeah. even though I, I kind of – that total's interesting. But, again, if Oklahoma decides to lay it on him, you be looking at 41-10 and – you're in trouble, obviously, if you bet under 48. Yeah, I don't have any action on it. Yeah, it hasn't moved. Yeah, it hasn't really. moved all week. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to uh, Auburn here. Jordan Hare for this one. Chris, you haven't moved this line at all. Georgia stayed, stayed put all week. 14.5 point favorites on the road at Auburn. Total has gone down from 46.5 to 45 through the week. 
Yeah, I got some total action. This is another one of those games. And I usually don't make games on the half point. I make them a whole point, usually. Right. And this one, I made 14. So I says I saw 14 and a half. I said, yeah, that sounds fine to me. <laughs> I didn't want to dicker with it. If there we go. That's another bingo card. Uh, so I thought 14 and a half was a good number. It looks like a pretty good number. You know, yeah. we haven't, you know, we're doing some nice action on the game. Haven't had to move the number. And, of course, the, uh, the uh, total came in with uh, some play on the under. I could see that because Georgia's offense has been a little disappointing, and uh, so is Auburn's offense. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, under looks like a logical play here. Yeah. I, you know, we talked about being curious. I want to see how Alabama uh, follows up after last week. Keep, we keep waiting for Georgia to, to, to break up. out, right? Yeah. Um, they've not put together a, a real, I would say, a complete game. Uh, a four-quarter game just yet. Um, maybe this is when they start getting it, getting it in gear. We'll find out. Auburn's offense against the two real teams they played this year has looked awful. They, they look, they look really bad against Cal. Lucky to win that game, and then last week was a total mess. Yeah, I think Cal would love to get another shot at this team. I really do. Cal, yeah. Cal should have won that game. They should have won they that game. Fourteen ten out in Berkeley yeah. a few weeks ago. All right, let's uh, keep it in the SEC West. Ole Miss, LSU, guys. LSU, Chris, you open two and a half. It's back to that after touching three for a little bit. And the total's at 67 and a half here. You know, LSU really struggled last week to beat Arkansas, mm-hmm. which was a little bit jarring uh, for, for yeah. what LSU was supposed to be. And we already talked about the Rebels. Great first half. Couldn't convert fully offensively, and they paid for it last week against Alabama. But LSU's just been so inconsistent this year. You know, their opening game – they looked like they weren't going to win five, six games th- no. this year. Then they followed that up with a great performance, and uh, I really thought they'd blast Arkansas last week. I, I liked the favorite in that game. And, boy, they were life and death to win that over an Arkansas team that I think has been kind of disappointing this year. And then here we are with uh, – I mean, it's a tough game, but I know uh, Mississippi and uh, Lane Kiffin doesn't have a great record in close games, close big games. But I don't know. I think I think the number is good. Let me see what I made this one. Uh, you know, again, I, I made it pick. So I think it's a tough, tough game. I'd probably, if I was out there betting, I'd probably take the three. So I'm, I'm okay having two and a half on this game because they're, they're kind of laying it. And, you know, that's all right. I'll take my chances with the dog here. Laying two and a half, taking three. Yeah, Chrissy summed, summed it up. I mean, you know, you got uh, another high total here, which, which I don't think it, that surprises either uh, any of us, really. Two teams that I don't trust at all. I don't trust That's a good way to put it. I don't yeah. trust either of these teams. Yeah. LSU's more talented, but, I mean, that I Arkansas said. team's really not any good, and they really screwed around in that They've game. They've been horribly week. inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, on both ways, though. Very good and then not so good. Yeah. All right, let's get two more here in college before we shift over to the pros here today. As we all expected, the biggest game in the Big 12 this week is Kansas and That's Texas, right. as we all expect. What time is tip-off? Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> Kick-off. Uh, 3.30 in Austin for this one. Uh, 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific for Kansas at Texas. Chris, you opened 17 and a half, and it has been the KU money coming in yeah. on this game. Down to 16 with a total of 61 now. Well, they climbed or descended the ladder, I would say, yeah. with me on this one. <laughs> They took uh, 17 and a half, 17 and 16 and a half, and uh, they haven't bit yet on the 16. I have a feeling they might. This falls into your theory about the Oklahoma game, you know, big look-ahead spot. And you know what? Kansas is pretty good. Lance Leipold, I think this this guy, 
you know, I, I, I've been rooting for Kansas in football for the last 40 years. You know, so I'm kind of hoping he stays there. You know, I just kind of like them and the whole idea of it. And, uh, you know, I, I think, again, there's no reason why Kansas can't compete in the, in the big eight or big 12, whatever the hell they're going to be after this, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but, you know, I, I again, I made the number a little bit higher, but I could see the play on the dog. I really can. Can't look ahead here if you're Texas. I mean, it's, I, this, it's a good football this is, team this is, a, this is a good sound football team. They, yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah, to Chris's point, uh, again, look, point, points are at a premium, right? Two and a half uh, touchdowns at 17 and a half. Uh, they, they've taken it down. Will we get some Texas money tomorrow? Probably. Um, and the total down a couple of points, but. Again, I think there'll be some over money once uh, we get to uh, Saturday morning, Saturday uh, midday. Kansas 17 was the first thing I took this week. Look ahead okay. spot. Kansas mm-hmm. is good. Kansas now, is good. Now, now, last week, granted, they had two defensive touchdowns in that game against BYU. That's not replicable. But this is a really good team. And, and look, if Texas blasts them, then maybe Texas is even, even better than we already realized. Well, I think they're a legitimate contender for the playoffs. And a very legitimate, legitimate yeah, absolutely. a very legitimate contender. All right, one last one because we had some injury news on this. Uh, West Virginia's quarterback, Eric Green, looks like he is going to play uh, this week in Fort Worth against TCU, Chris. Uh, this opened 11, went as high as 14, and now you guys actually moved it a few moments ago back to 13 on West Virginia and TCU with the Horned Frogs laying it at home. Yeah, the wise guys. Yeah, you know, the wise guys bet it up, and wise guys came in today and bet it down. Uh, they they laid 11, 12, 12 and a half, 13 and a half. That's how I got to fourteen, and now they've come in. They took the fourteen and took the thirteen and a half. Uh, so I'm back to thirteen. This is gonna be a late game, and uh, maybe not like a premier event, but you know, number uh, number dictates a lot of uh, what the action could be, and this number looks like. Uh, we have a lot of opinions in this game, which I love. So uh, 13 is the number right now. Kind of look at what I made. I mean, they made the number 12. Yeah. So it was right in there. So I think it's a good game. The fact that the number's coming down, I mean, it went up with, with green status uncertain or doubtful now that he's probable. And now we're seeing uh, we're seeing money uh, yeah. on, on West Virginia. It's one of those where West Virginia's, yes, they've won the last two weeks. West Virginia's offense with green out is averaging less than four yards a play. And I don't even think Green's that good, but he's a lot better than the guys yeah. behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would be nothing for me in this now with Green looking like he's going to suit up and go for West Virginia. But I look, Neil Brown needed to save his job in 3-1 and one to begin the year. Mm-hmm. Well on his way to keeping his yes, job there in Morgan. And he down. knew that, too. Yeah, he and, did. And 5-7, and seven, well, he would have been out. 6-6, six and six, maybe enough. Incentive. Yeah, if he gets to a around. bowl game, probably. Bowl game, yeah. probably enough. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to the NFL. Week 4 in the NFL, a game in London. Uh, primetime game with Zach Wilson playing quarterback in it. This is exactly what we all wanted before the season. And more when we get back. It is Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. 
If you've never played, join one of our free crafts lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the crafts dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I get to say this for the first time. Hour number two of the show. I know. Here at the South Point Studio, I'm Jeff Parles, Chris Andrews, Vinny Malliola alongside. Two for you. Yeah, two for you here on these Fridays. Uh, we are very excited to bring you the second hour here. NFL here in this second hour. If you missed all the college football talk, don't worry. You'll be able to get the replays yes. on our YouTube page yes. yep. after the show is completed. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. We will have them there for you if you want to watch back and see what we had to say on the college slate. In week five. All right. Let's go to London. Guys, like, you going to be up uh, coffee and crumpets early in the morning, guys? I don't know about the crumpets part, but definitely coffee. I went on my honeymoon. We went to London. Okay. I, I, love, I love the Brits. Not so much what William Hill did to me years ago, but I love the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned that in my book. Did I ever mention my book? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yes. Remember the, that. Uh, the, the first of three straight weeks of London games. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll get two games in Germany later this year yeah. in, in Frankfurt. Jacksonville, their yearly trip. This is this is actually will be an interesting talking point next week because Jacksonville is going to be the first team ever to play back-to-back -back weeks right. in London. They're staying there. They're staying. Yeah. They'll get Buffalo next week in a Buffalo home game. Yeah, Buffalo counts as a home game. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, I'm sure the Bills love that. Sure. And the Jags, the home team this week at Wembley, will take on the Atlanta Falcons. Chris? Atlanta last week, really a step up in class against Detroit, and they did not pass that test at all against no. the Lions. The Lions winning that game comfortably, and the Jaguars just can't beat the Texans at home for whatever reason. And right now, Chris, you're sitting at three with a total of 43 Jacksonville favorite as the home team here. Well, you know, I, I made the number two and a half myself. I, you know, I don't know what's going on with Trevor Lawrence right now. I think I had him penciled in as a very legitimate MVP candidate. We're only a couple weeks so into the I. season. I don't want to drop that just yet. But right now, he has not looked that strong. Um, you know, to me, you know, like I said, I made the game two and a half. I'm not sure I'm going to beat down the doors to go bet three if I was out there betting. But uh, you know, this number has kind of gone back and forth between the two and a half and three. And I've I tried to chart a lot of injuries for this week. And I only got them at, before today's practices, so that may change. Um, you know, Patterson looks like he's, um, 
It looks like he's very questionable for Atlanta. And uh, there's a couple couple injuries on Jaguars that really do kind of mm-hmm. kind of um, scare me a little bit. Uh, Agnew's a game time decision. Jones is out. They got a safety, a defensive tackle, and linebacker all questionable. So a couple key defensive guys. I don't know. I probably gunned to my head. I think I would take Atlanta in this one. Say Jones also out in this game for the Jags. You know, uh, we often get asked, do, do, do these London games being so early for us, do they get that much handle? And, and the answer is yes. Now, is it a primetime uh, equivalent? No. However, um, what helps here in, in this case is South Point, again, being a 24-hour book, not just with kiosks, uh, but staffed as well, a, a three-shift town. Uh, we, you know, we, we 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 do quite well, right, Chris, with the the business on these oh, games yeah. for those reasons. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but again, you look at it. There's seven games. If you look at last night, even right, it was close. There's a lot of games this week that are hovering right around that field goal. We we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, it's almost close to half the card. Is yeah, two and a half, three, three yeah. and a half this right, week. Right there, so very very tight across the board in the yeah. NFL this week. Mm-hmm. I, I'd have not made a bet on this game, but if you're Jacksonville, you better win this game because if you're one and three with Buffalo waiting for you next week, yeah, uh, that is a bad place to be if you're the Jags. You know, a guy bet me this guy, a pretty sharp kid bets the uh, bets a lot of futures. Bet me the Colts to win the AFC, the the whole conference, to win the whole conference. And I, you know, once he bet me, I kind of looked. I says, you know what? I think this kid made a pretty good bet because I, I mean, I'm sure he'll be in a hedging opportunity. He took a big prize. I think I had I mean, seventy five. That's the only reason to make that bet, right? Yeah, but still, you know, right now, if you make the playoffs, you know, with a big number like that, and right now that that division is wide open. I mean, you think Houston's going to get there? No. I mean, Tennessee maybe. But the, hasn't looked pretty so far. Yeah, but the the Jags, you know Same what? You know again, right. you know well, yeah. you know. So I mean, right now they, I think that kid made a pretty good bet at seventy five to one. I think I think they got a good chance to make the playoffs. And uh, right now the reason is because Jag Jacksonville, um, and again a lot of injuries for Jacksonville. I, I don't like this spot for them. I kind of like Atlanta in this game. Yeah. Indy's the only team over five hundred in the division through three yeah. weeks. They won on the road with Gardner Minshew playing. Right. Anthony Richardson looks like he'll play. We'll get to that game a little bit later. Good kicker uh, against the Rams. What good was kick, that? Good kicker. Good kicker. Which yes, is yes, you know, very in much. Close so. games we yeah. saw it last week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I mentioned this to you last week. And it was a little bit better for Philly in victory against the Bucks on Monday. And yes, it's weird to say about a three and and0 team, but Shane Steichen, with what he's done through three weeks in Indianapolis, looks like that that was a pretty powerful brain that in, that Philadelphia doesn't have anymore. Mm-hmm. That may hurt them down the line mm-hmm. this yeah. season. Yeah, are they three and zero against the number two? Really? Yeah, yeah. They would at yeah. least impressive three and zero and three and zero you're ever going to see, <laughs> yeah. basically. But yeah. uh, we'll get the Eagles a little bit later. They're big favorites against the Commanders in the division uh, this week. All right, the game of the week. Mm-hmm. 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 a.m. out here on the West Coast. Buffalo, Miami. Vinny, you and I talked about this game yesterday. Yeah, I wish it was flexed. Yeah, well, yeah. The, <laughs> Too whole country doesn't need to be The whole country doesn't need to be subjected to Zach Wilson, but it will be on Sunday night. <laughs> so, Vinny, two and a half to three to two and a half back to three at about 1 o'clock this afternoon. Mm-hmm. 53 and a half the total. I, I think, again, this is... Two very good offenses, a defense in Buffalo that has had its problems against elite offenses over the last few years, and a Miami defense that has something to prove. 
a football, uh, a fantasy football a dream right here, right? These uh, these two, um, no surprise. This is the highest total of the weekend as well. And I think that even though the t- total came down uh, a bit uh, in the last 24 hours, it'll probably go back up. I think the public will, will, will love to bet it on Sunday morning for sure. In this one. Look, here's the thing. And Waddle comes back uh, yes. this week, I think, for for the Dolphins. Um, the Bills should probably be undefeated as well. I mean, you t- you take away that you know some some bad decisions uh, on that opening night game by Allen. Uh, a you know good a terrific Jet defense not taking anything away, and a great catch for their only touchdown. Um, the Bills have uh, have gotten back on track. I think that their running game is better this year than in 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 uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, their defense is good. This will be the best defense, I think, that the Dolphins have seen so far. But then again, this is going to be the best offense that the Do- that, that, that the Bills that. Yeah. have seen so far. So you, you know, you got this this clash here. Um, the it, it's an important game, probably more important for the Bills for this reason, right? If they lose this game, it's it's a three game swing, right? Because of not only just the record, but the head to head, you know, tiebreaker as well. So. Um, Again, it's a you, you, you've got a game here where you know if folks are laying the bills at two and a half, taking the three with uh, with Miami, and uh, I think it's going to be a great two way betting game, Chris. You know, this is one of those games. I, I I'm every time I formulate one opinion, it's like buyer's remorse. I think ah, I think the other side, you know. But I'll tell you what concern. I got two major things that concern me. How can you bet on a team that just scored seventy last week? I mean, my, everything in my body tells me you got to bet against that team. You just have to. But then I'm looking at again. I'm. I think one thing we want to do on this show to to separate us from everything else. Sure. I think we have to look at injuries on this because you, you don't hear too much of that on any of these other shows. Certainly not from Buffalo. a betting angle. You got three defensive backs hurt yeah. for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. This is not the team to face with yeah. three hurt defensive backs. But I do kind of agree with Vinny. I think this is a bigger game for Buffalo. You know. How many years have we seen the the first Buffalo-Miami game is played in Miami, which gives Miami a pretty big home field advantage because they go down in September, high humidity, yep. high heat, everything else. Yeah, humid. it's usually it's a big home field advantage. Conversely, Miami goes up to Buffalo in December when it's in the teens probably and everything else. And so big home field advantages both ways. This one isn't quite so bad this year, but again, I think this puts a little more pressure on the home team that you better go out and win this game. So I don't know. I I, I really can't formulate an opinion on this one. I can't wait to see it, though. I think it's going to be a great game. But I do want to mention one thing, Jeff and Vinny. We have uh, one of our NFL props, the highest scoring team of the day. And the Dolphins are 12 to 1. The Bills are 10 to 1. I, you know, I don't know. I have a feeling we might get bet on either one or both of them. I think both of them, especially yeah. given the f- fact that it's the highest total on the board. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, and for sure, short line too. But so Jordan Poyer rolled out today. That's the one that's been mm-hmm. confirmed on Buffalo. Uh, Taron Johnson did practice today. Same with Micah Hyde. So that's good news on that front. Uh, Tre'Davious White di- did not practice today. So if that's something to monitor. Uh, potentially, even though that looks more like a rest day more than anything, but down a big starter in the secondary employer for Buffalo against Miami. Jalen Phillips won't play for Miami. That's really the biggest one on the Dolphins' side. Here's the thing about the Dolphins, right? No matter 
what their defense is doing, they're dangerous because of the speed of their offense mm-hmm. and their ability to score points. I think for the Bills to win this game, particularly with the de- defensive injuries, they're going to have to be able to run the ball. I mean, if they can't run the ball in this game, then the the Dolphins can run run right over them. In Buffalo, and you mentioned it, Vinny. This is a very this is a much more important game to Buffalo no to question. Miami yeah. for everything that you said. And Buffalo's schedule is much more difficult down the stretch than Miami's schedule. Mm-hmm. So you, you better get it done if you're Buffalo uh, this week. Uh, but by the way, this is technically three straight home games for the Bills with the London game. Mixed oh, in yeah, that's a big home field advantage. <laughs> sure, yeah, of course. It is. <laughs> as, as, as we know, uh, again, Bills three-point favorites right now here at the South Point against Miami. All right, 0-3 Bulls coming up next. Back-to-back back here. Back-to-back. Back. We start in Charlotte, the less fun of the 0-3 Bulls. Minnesota. At Carolina, looks like Bryce Young is going to play after missing last week. Mm-hmm. That's why the and number the went from four to four and a half. To four now, yes. <laughs> it's actually four and a half oh, in a lot of spots. Four and a half, there we go. Uh, we're at four. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think, listen, I, I was not high on this kid. I mean, he's a great college player. Oh, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. But I said last year I would have taken C.J. Stroud, who looks pretty good so far. I would have taken C.J. Stroud over Young. Uh, you know, I, and you know, I know I'm biased. I'm 67 years old. I still look at big quarterbacks being better than little quarterbacks. And uh, you know, I think I think Young's just a little too small. And you look at uh, him now in the lineup, and the number moved uh, against him. And I think that tells you a lot right there. Now that's being said, I'm not going to go beat down the doors a bit on Minnesota in this spot and lay four four and a half on the road. I think the number is probably good right now the way it is. Um, you know, so I don't know. We'll see. Right now, I'm doing some business on this game both ways. We'll see what happens. You know, Vikings, you know, you talked about, we talked about more pressure in the previous game. Probably, you know, the Vikings trying to figure things out. It's a complete opposite of last year so far, right, where they, they were so successful in one-score games. Uh, they, they just, they they find ways to, to lose these games this year. And, you know, Panthers, you know, decent defense, um, just Offensively, uh, to Chris's point, you know you had a rookie quarterback. You're asking an awful lot. Um, so, uh, but it's also a rebuild. So, uh, again, it's uh, maybe a game two where if you can't formulate an opinion ahead of time, that's where you uh, you can look in game. We bring that up because it's become more popular. So whether it's the in game, you know, the live wagering, or maybe it's uh, you know the second half, uh, you know, at, at halftime, which includes, by the way, the second half, and if uh, if it gets to overtime. Absolutely nothing for me on this game. Mm-hmm. It would not. Yeah, no, nothing surprises me with Minnesota anymore. If Minnesota, if Minnesota went three and fourteen this year, would going zero and thirteen in yeah. one score games. It would not shock me if the Vikings do that. And Carolina just looks like one of the five worst teams in the league. So, no thank you at all on this one. All right, now the game we've all been waiting. Speaking for. of the worst teams in the league, oh my goodness! I, I mean, this is Chicago is so bad right now. That the Broncos gave up 70 points last week, Chris. And the Broncos, and this is not even a hesitation here, clearly the correct favorite yeah. in this game. Yeah. It, it did open, you did open the three and a half. They did take the three and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Broncos laying, laying three, the three, though, Jeff. Lay, oh, so, I, you know, I imagine. Three with Denver on the road at Soldier Field. Total open 46, now 46 and a half after a little bit of a detour to the under early. I mean, I don't know what what's there to say about this game, <laughs> but I think you know. Again, you know, 
this is one of those gun to your head kind of games. I think gun to my head, I would take the Bears just because they're home. And I'm not sure there's a home field advantage when you're playing this poorly. And by the way, Jeff Fogle, a guy who I always say read his stuff, right now the home field is non-existent in the NFL. And I mean non-existent yeah. right now. Yeah, the way Jeff calculates it, actually the road team has about a one-point advantage. And this would be a case in point where being home, I don't think helps you in this spot. But and all that being said, I mean, how can you lay three or three and a half? You're right now I'm looking at three with juice on the favor in other spots. Of course, we do everything at 11 and 10 here at South Point. But how can you lay three on the road with this Denver team? I mean, how can you do that? I, I don't know. I mean, again, would I beat down the doors or bet the Bears? No. But if I gun to my head, I would take the Bears. I think when you're looking at this game, compare it to the previous game, this game will do more handle simply be because of the things that we're talking about. The right? some, <laughs> Well, yeah, and, it, and it's a tr but, but I think what the difference, too, with these two teams is the expectations going into the season. Not, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. All summer long, uh, the offseason, uh, the way these teams were bet in terms of futures, but especially regular season wins, uh, you know, to be more successful, to make the playoffs. Uh, the Broncos uh, to make a big splash in in, in the division. Um, I think so. So I think the disappointment factor adds to it, and frankly, that's uh, uh, that's going to come into play in 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 a, in a strange way in terms of the handle. This game, I believe, will have more handle. Uh, it's in the same time slot, but uh, you're talking about zero and three. Uh, but compare it to the Vikings Panthers. I think this one uh, probably gets a, a, a more a more action. Let's uh, let's go to an AFC North battle and an important one at that. Baltimore mm -hmm. at Cleveland. Both teams coming in at two and one. Baltimore last week stunned at home by Indianapolis. Cleveland really just methodically beat up Tennessee a week ago. But there are a lot of injury concerns in this game. Starting on the Baltimore end before we get to the big one on the Cleveland side. Bateman and Beckham both out this week at the right. wide receiver position right. for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, they're arguably their best secondary player, questionable this week. Linderbaum, their center, questionable. Marlon Humphrey, out. Uh, Ajobo, out. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, doubtful. Uh, uh, Owe, out. I mean, it's just a galore injuries here on the Baltimore side. Mm -hmm. But then when you flip it to the Cleveland side, Deshaun Watson's barely thrown the ball in practice this week and is questionable over the right shoulder injury. Yeah. <clears throat> My guy who's Pretty good with the injuries, I'll tell you, and especially quarterback injuries. He told me he does not think Watson's going to play. And that would be a DTR if Watson yeah, is out. Who's looked good in the preseason. This ain't preseason. You know, this is a really good defense uh, for the for the Ravens, even with the injuries. That being said, it's a really good defense for the Browns as well. And you can look at this total. I think I opened it 42 and a half, Jeff. Yeah. Down to 39 and a half. Yeah. You know, the under looks like the right play in this game. Um, yeah, I'm hoping for a miracle to kind of maybe get some by the, oh, by the way, touchdowns here, but, uh, I, I don't have a strong opinion on the side whatsoever, but, uh, you know, Botonio is my pronouncing that right. The yeah, center for he's questionable. Uh, he's questionable again, my guy, he doesn't think he'll play. Uh, so there's a lot of injuries on the Browns besides Watson injuries for the Ravens, of course. And, you know, I think if you had to play this game. Uh, even at 39 and a half, you know, a bit of a key number right around in those. Yeah. I think I'd play under or pass. Um, you know, that being said, I, you know, as a bookmaker, I opened this game 42 and a half. I'm going to need the game over, but I'm not sure I like my position all that well. 
pay attention to the uh, to the injuries as always. But I think we've had to in recent years, and this was an expensive lesson. And Chrissy uh, will, will certainly have a, a, a point on this as well. The offensive line injuries have become more of a, a more important, I think, for, from our perspective, because professionals, Chris, as you know, they were ahead of it. Uh, professional betters, I mean, were way ahead of it. Uh, uh, when it came time to make plays with and, and focus on those injuries, we're always focused on the skill position injuries. Of course, but you have to really pay attention to the uh, to the offensive line injuries. And um, I mean, we saw it last week with the Cowboys. Um, I think we saw it last week with the with the Ravens we saw as well. Baltimore last you know? week. I mean, yeah, you know, I, so you know, I, I, let me comment yeah, on that because yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, had please. that in my notes. I yeah. wanted to say, yeah. you know. The wise guys have always known that, yeah. and, and I remember back in the uh, when um, when it kind of became a little closer to the public eye is when Kansas City uh, was favored by three three and a half over Tampa Bay, even though they the they Bowl. had Tom Brady in the yeah. Super Bowl. But you know, I was very comfortable going in that game needing Tampa Bay because they were missing their two offensive yeah. tackles, Kansas City. I'm couldn't talking about, that game. and they couldn't block, and it was absolutely. Uh, it, it, it was a dis- I don't want to say a disgrace, but I mean you could see they were, they had no chance of winning that game. You know Mahomes as much as I love that kid, yeah. he's a great great player. He had no time at all. And last week the Cowboys, I think it's a twofold experience for them. Number one, they took this team too lightly, a hundred percent. And and the second thing is they had three offensive linemen out. You know, and yeah. if there's any sport that is is like war, where you try to gain territory and everything else, you know, protect your flanks, of course, but you have to be strong through the middle. And this this sport now, you have to protect that quarterback. The game's made to protect your quarterback, but you have to do it. And right now, there's a couple teams, if you have your offensive line hurt, they're not being able to do it. And I think this is going to come back, and I think uh, – like Vinny said, the wise guys have been on this for years, and I think it's uh, one of those things now being a little bit more aware to the public. You got to look at those offensive line injuries, and you know, when I you know it's kind of hard in the pros, you know, but I do it a little bit. But when I look at college football, I mean, first thing I look at as quarterback is I'm doing my preseason evaluations. The second thing I look at is the offensive line, you know, because it, it's hard. In, in college football, like I said, if you're a freshman, you're coming in, you're 6'3", 265, 275. You know what? You just graduated high school. You were a monster. Now you get in the Big Ten. You're too small. You're average, you know? You're so, I mean, these guys got to beef up. And, you know, it's hard to beef up that offensive line overnight for college kids. But uh, we're seeing some of that stuff in the in the NFL as well. Watch those offensive line injuries. They are really, really key. Critical. Speaking of offensive line injuries. Let's go to Houston next. Mm-hmm. Houston and Pittsburgh. Steelers off their win in Pittsburgh West a week ago at Allegiant Stadium. That's right. Steelers are two and a half point favorites on the road at Houston. Houston, very impressive a week ago. Clearly the better team in Jacksonville winning comfortably mm-hmm. as over Again. a touchdown underdog. Again. Again, <laughs> yes. Uh, totals up to 42 and a half here, Chris. This is another one where offensive line injuries potentially playing a role. Uh, James Daniels out for for the uh, Steelers. Looks like both starting tackles out yet again for Houston. They didn't play last week and they got yeah. away with it. Center too. Yes, uh, D- Dieter is now quest has been upgraded to questionable, so we'll yeah. see there. But Josh Jones out, Laramie Tunzel out for C.J. Stroud and company. But yet still only two and a half in this game. Well, I made this game three. 
You know, I don't want to go crazy, but uh, I think the Steelers, I, I think is a good setup for the Steelers, even though they're coming off a big win. Um, I, you know, listen, those offensive line injuries, I know they didn't uh, show last week. Maybe it was the matchup, but you know, you, you come into this game. I mean, who's going to block TJ Watt? I keep hearing guys are saying about, you know, Micah Parsons is the best player since you know, Lawrence Taylor. And yeah, he's a great, great player. You know, is everybody forgetting TJ Watt? Look at the difference between mm -hmm. when he plays and doesn't play for the Steelers. They're a winning team with him on the field and they're not with him off the field. I think that's going to, he's going to, provide a lot of trouble for this Steeler team. You know, the Steelers are 2-1. and one. I know they're tied, but they still sit atop the division. And uh, I think the team's pretty good. Now, all that being said, I, I think Houston, you know, Vinny kind of pointed this out to me last week when we were watching him. He says, you know, they really play hard. They do. It's a team. I think they are well-coached finally. And I like C.J. Stroud an awful lot. Uh, I'm not sure a rookie quarterback like that is ready to face this defense. I do kind of like the Steelers in this spot. You know, this, uh, I thought that, I, I, I know he's taking a lot of heat. Matt Canada, uh, the offensive coordinator for the Steelers, his first, you know, last last year and uh, the first couple of games this year. Um, but they played, I thought, they. I saw a different game plan with them last week against the Raiders here in Las Vegas. Now, I want to see if that carries over here. Uh, but to, to Chris's point, I think this is a spot here, even though the, the number came down from the three, I think, I think the, there's going to be support for the Steelers in this one, particularly by uh, the general public. Houston is definitely much better coached than they've been over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's is a huge upgrade over Coley and Lovey Smith. Uh, I, I'm kind of with you, Chris. This is a little less, a less than a field goal on on. Yes, it's on the road. Yes, you're coming off a primetime win. Uh, it's a. Uh, it, it feels like a good spot for Pittsburgh uh, in this one, which, uh, again, they won't have Josh McDaniels not knowing how mathematics works on the other <laughs> sidelines again. But uh, that's yeah, a different discussion that's interesting, for a little bit yeah. later. Yeah. God, I still can't believe he kicked. And he had, to, he had a chance to do it over, and he still got it wrong the second yeah, yeah. the second time as well. All right, Indian Rams here, uh, the the old Eric Dickerson Bowl here in Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, you know, well, you're really. I, were you born back then? I was Jeff? not. No, I he, was not. He, by the I way, was excuse me. Yeah. Yesterday, he. You know, it, it took him. It took an hour and a half today. Yesterday, <laughs> yeah. it took him ninety seconds to get to the to the age range. Oh my yeah. god! I wasn't even born yet. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had, today we, it took 90, 90 minutes. Yesterday it took ninety seconds. Look, look we we had the Thank Lions' you. favorite at Lambeau for the first time since eighty six. Eric Hippel. Yeah, I was I was not around for that one. <laughs> uh, I was barely around the last time Team USA won in Europe and. Uh, it's not going to be. It's not going to be breaking that thirty years. Yeah, no, it won't be on Sunday. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but regardless, you know, this is Chris this is a really interesting one. Where yes, the open pick went to Indy one back to pick. Now, I'm really, really curious to see how Indianapolis looks after last week, where Minshew filled in so well and they won the game outright as a big underdog on the road. And now with the rookie Richardson back, I'm just curious to see how this all looks for Indianapolis in this game against a Rams team that really did not play well on Monday night. They did not. Uh, but I also think the Rams are a little better than what we had them penciled in for. I agree at with the that beginning too. of the season. I think the Colts like Richardson, although I'm not sure he gives them a better chance of winning this week than Gardner Minshew does. Uh, but, you know, they put their eggs in, in this kid's basket, and I think, you know, you got to play him if he's healthy. 
Uh, they know they're not going to win a Super Bowl this year, although that one kid bet them. They think they to make it, at least. They're going to make the AFC. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think this is a close game. I, I, I think I made the Rams a very slight favorite in this one, but, uh, you know, nothing really, nothing startling. I think it was the Rams' offensive line oh, they were that was their worst. Uh, get, credit credit the Bengals yeah. uh, on Monday. Um, but uh, And then the Colts, again, uh, uh, look, credit Minshew for just being a workman. I mean, look, he could. Did, does he feel like, does he think he should be starting? Yeah, but the guy's a pro, and I give him credit. You know, he's, he does whatever he's asked of. If you have to come in in relief, you have to start, whatever the case may be. So uh, credit him there. Um, and this, this is another game. Uh, there'll, be some, there'll be some good interest in it. Rams always draw some betting attention. They're always, uh, particularly in, uh, in multi-leg uh, wagers like parlays and teasers. This game has been bet to the over, even though it's down from the peak at 47, which was the peak earlier in the week mm-hmm. for you guys, now 46. I do think there's going to be some points in this game. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I, probably I, see the total keep trickling on. Yeah, Rams bounce back after the bad offensive line performance. Richardson's been good when he's been on the field so far this I year. I think he's been of the three, so... Uh, I, after Stroud, last week, I think I slide Stroud slightly ahead. Stroud got it, but yeah. I thought Richardson has, has read the game yeah. the best so far. Young, uh, clearly number and, three and, of the three. Yes. Let's, uh, let's go to New Orleans next. Tampa at New Orleans. Uh, Derek Carr threw the football at practice today. Yeah. Yeah. So it looked like he wasn't going to play. He's now questionable. So really, your old school, your good old fashioned game time decision coming yeah. with Derek Carr this week. If it's not Carr, it's Jameis. Uh, we kind of know what we're getting out of Jameis Winston at this point. Uh, can do some things that are really positive. Also, can throw the ball to the other team a lot. Uh, Tampa coming off a really a nice, a nice uh, break back down to earth for them in the blowout loss at home to Philly. Chris, uh, low total here though, thirty nine and a half now on this total with New Orleans laying three and a half. Yeah, once again, I look at some injuries here. It looks like uh, you know the injury influence. I think is a little uh, Tampa looks a little more beat up to me. Yeah. Now, if, I think if Carr plays, and I know they're saying it's a game time decision. I have a feeling he's going to play. Just just a feeling. I don't know anything solid, but I think if Carr plays, I think New Orleans probably the play in this game. I would think. Pretty important division game, uh, right? Yeah. I mean, let's, you know, let's, well, and, and, and New Orleans was the favorite going into the season for the division based on Carr. Uh, but, and again, I know it was not their, their best game of the year, uh, but look, uh, again, make Mayfield, he's a warrior. He battles and uh, he, he, he got beat up pretty good on Monday night, but he just kept, he kept coming. So uh, this, I'm, this I'm looking at cars upgraded to uh, questionable. Upgraded to questionable. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. The, to me, that means he, he looked okay. More, you know, he, more likely he, to play. Yeah, hey, look, this is a division that somehow has three two-and-one teams in it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, Tampa's two-and-one somehow. The Falcons, two-and-one with the two wins at home. I, again, I think Atlanta's home road splits are going to be a lot more noticeable than they've been the last few you years. You think so? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be a much better home team than road team. I think Ritter can handle that home environment a lot better than going on the road. For New Orleans, I mean, they should be 3-0, and let's face it. I mean, they blew that game badly last week. 17-0 lead in the fourth quarter. In the, right. in the fourth quarter, Green Bay did nothing the whole game, and they blew it. Uh, no reason they should have lost that game. They should be 3-0 and going into mm-hmm. this one. Uh, but regardless, I, I, I stayed away. I, I really want nothing to do with this. I also don't like either of these coaches. I think they're, they're both 
very good coordinators, but they're both bad head coaches in Allen and Todd Bowles. So we'll stick away. Stay no, away. I, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. both bottom five head coaches right. in the league. All right, and let's very go. good coordinators. I, I would take them right now to be my defensive coordinator anywhere, but now I'm a head coach. All right. Philly's been bet this week, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> They're up to nine at home yeah. against Washington. Total 43. Uh, so Washington 2-1. and one. Boy, talk about coming crashing back to earth after the 2-0 and oh start. Sam Howell, welcome well, back Welcome well, back to the atmosphere. Well, yeah. that, Vinny, you and I talked about this on Sunday last week. I was really surprised that people came flying into bed Washington last week. They bet a lot of the dogs yeah. last week, yeah. uh, Jeff. We needed favorites. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 up and down the uh, the schedule last week in the NFL. Yeah, and and that's the type of team that Buffalo usually smashes, and they do. They did. And Chris, uh, up to nine here on this one with Philly laying it at home. Remember Philly's first loss of the year last year came against these Washington Commanders with uh, Taylor Heineke getting the win on Monday Night yeah. Football deep into the season last year. Well, I got to tell you, even though I made my number a little higher, yeah, this looks like a diminishing return okay. game to me. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I thought the opening number of seven was a good number. I really did. And then they laid that, you know, once you kind of breach the walls at seven on the favorite, you, you might as well just go to nine. And I, did, I didn't go right to nine. I, I, they laid me eight and eight and a half on this game. But, uh, you know, I'm up to nine. I see nine and a halves out there. But uh, I got to tell you, like I said, even though my power ratings came a little bit higher, um, you know, division game, just this number just looks a little too high. I just think the Eagles have not looked that impressive. You know, they're Jeff. You said it before. They're the worst looking three and O, three and O team, three and O, and three and O. You know, and uh, I, I just think this number's a little bit high. I think I would take the dog in this and, spot. And it's so strange to say about a team that, again, still one of the five best teams in the NFL, probably, yeah. and second favorites in the NFC. But it has not been impressive through three weeks, even though. Three and zero and three and zero is all that really matters, right? Well, now. I give I give them credit. I thought their defense played very well. They were very good on, on Monday. On Monday. I'll give and you I that. think yes. that when you when you look at their defense and you look at the result of of the Washington game on Sunday, that's that's you know has a lot to do with the number going from you know from seven to to nine and, and growing. So, um, Eagles will be a big uh, teaser team. One of the uh, higher teaser teams this week, Chrissy, right? I mean, let's yeah, face it. for sure. Yeah, big money line, too. Yeah. F Philadelphia, by the way, Philadelphia's schedule is very manageable to get to 6-0. and Obviously, big favorites this week. They'll be favored in L.A. next week, and they will be favored in the Meadowlands. Again, the Jets still have never beaten the Eagles in a regular season game, which is one of the more miraculous stats in the history of the mm -hmm. league at this point. Uh, before, uh, boy, what a primetime game on October 22nd, Sunday night, Miami at Philadelphia will be a spectacular game uh, a bet. few weeks from mm -hmm. now with the Eagles probably getting in there at 6-0. and All right, a, a rematch of a playoff game from two years ago. The Bengals in Nashville to take on the Titans. Burrow, you know what? All things considered, he, Burrow throws the ball 50 times. You win the game. He didn't, still didn't look 100% healthy, but at least you won the game if you're Cincinnati and you're on the board here in 2023. Chris, uh, when you open this, Am I reading this right? You opened Tennessee one and a half, one and a half point favorites, and then flipped it to uh, Cincinnati yeah. minus two and a half after seeing it. Yeah, well, that's that was after. So we put this up before Burrow played right. Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night. So we put it up before then. So uh, at that point in time, he was very questionable. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't. It's not like I had any business. Everybody was kind of just waiting, very, very much waiting. And we closed the game at kickoff. Um, 
So when we reposted it, we reposted it at two and a half. Now, if he's 100% healthy, that's a cheap number. Yeah. I don't think he's 100% healthy. I don't think he's close to 100% healthy. Uh, that I, I like this kid a lot. He's a tough, tough kid. Um, you know, he's going to he's gonna go out there. and I love the stuff that he said in the preseason. They said, how long do you think this window's open? He said, as long as I'm playing here. And, I, I you know, I love that. I think it was a great statement. And, and I believe that with the Bengals. But uh, all that being said, I'm not sure he's 100%. And, uh, you know, I think I think I think at two and a half, it's almost telling you something. If he was 100%, this game would be at three. He's not 100%. The game hasn't gotten a three. A lot of times, and, and I say this, it's counterintuitive. You take the two and a half. Of course, you want to take three. You want to get the best in the numbers. But my point is, if a number's sitting there at two and a half, the dog's probably the right side. Conversely, if a number sits at three and a half rather than going to three, and again, you want to lay the three, of course, but the favorite is probably the right side. But I think that I think in this case, I think Tennessee's probably the right side to take in a home spot like this. I think we, we've seen the Titans struggle, right? I mean, offensively, but I think the biggest tell in terms of the Bengals and Joe Burrow is just he's how many passes has he thrown beyond 15, 20 yards? Hmm. Not too many. And he threw 50, 50, right? Yeah. So um, that that tells you that he's not 100%, and so, and, and so does the number to Chris's point. The timing's off. I mean, just watching oh, them on Monday night, just, when you don't practice, your there, timing's you know? off. Yeah, uh, it, so. That's all it is for Cincy. Uh, with that said, I, Tennessee, I know they beat the Chargers two weeks ago. This is not a good football team by no. any stretch of the imagination. No. Despite having one of the better coaches in the league in Vrabel. Uh, just not not a good team, talent-wise, at all this year. All right, to the late games. Chris, the Raiders always get bet here, as we know. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is still questionable here with this concussion. Yeah. Uh, there are a whole boatload of injuries on the Chargers side. Derwin James. Including Bosa. Bo- Bosa, questionable. Eckler, doubtful, probably won't More Eckler than likely won't play. Um, Derwin James, a doubtful, probably won't play. Uh, Corey Lindsley, their uh, their their center, he's out. A uh, few other secondary guys, uh, J.T. Woods, uh, Deion Leonard, out in this game. There are injuries galore in this game. Uh, right now, the only guy who's been listed out for the Raiders is Curtis Bolton. Max Crosby's questionable. Garoppolo's questionable. Yeah. Nate Hobbs is questionable. This is again. We're sitting right now with the Chargers five point favorites. Total forty eight and a half. I, this is uh, this is a game I really want to not touch whatsoever. This is a tough one. I mean, you look at you know injuries. We get to this point in the year, injuries really start taking their toll. And right now, where did they take the bigger toll? Good question. Right, I don't yeah. know. It was Garoppolo playing. You know, I, I told you my guy's usually pretty good with the quarterbacks. He has no idea if Garoppolo's good or not. I have no idea here either. You know, Bosa on the other side, how much does he mean to this team? means an awful lot. Uh, boy, this is a stay away game for me. Uh, you know, I got it up at a dead number five. Yeah. Ordinarily, I would do a ton of business on this game because just the rivalry goes back to 1961. Um, but uh, I'm not sure people are very. Uh, How can you be active on a game? Yeah, I mean, injury reports. You know, it's, and, uh, and also, too, Vinny, like, we saw Aiden O'Connell play very well in the preseason for the Raiders. It looks like it's going to be Hoyer. We know what Hoyer is at this point. He is a shell of himself. He is yeah, a, a, he, 
He's ancient at this point. I don't. If he plays, I don't see the Raiders moving the ball even he's with a, the injuries on the Chargers. He's on the downside of a very mediocre career. That's a very good way to put it. <laughs> I think. Um, I think the biggest factor of all the injuries is obviously going to be Garoppolo. Of once course. once that's announced, then then this game will will probably get off the the dead number dead number of of five five and a half. So, um, you know, has there. Has there been a game recently in, in recent memory, though, in the fourth week of the season that's like c- critical to, to both teams? I mean, when you think about it, right? Forget, for, let's get aside the, the, the 0 and 3 teams that we talked about earlier in the 10 o'clock Pacific session, uh, uh, part of the schedule. But, right? I mean, so, much, so many high hopes for both of these teams. I know the Raiders were the fourth pick in the division by virtue of the odds. But I don't. I mean, the way they've performed, particularly offensively, I think has been a, yeah. a surprise to people. Yeah, yeah, the Chargers, I, they were just close to being zero three themselves. And, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, Herbert has been awesome this year, and the Chargers are one and two. Their defense is just—it's—it's it's, yeah. it's been awful. That was awful towards the end of at critical points last at the end of last season, and it's begun the season awful. Staley is one of those guys. I always say these coaches sound great on the way in; they don't sound so great on the way out. Oh, and he's not out yet. Yeah, he'll, he'll be out. He'll he might be. be. Yeah. He'll be out. But I mean, he look. He he stuck to his guns on the fourth down decisions in year one, and and totally got scared off of it last yeah. year. And then if you have no identity, you're not succeeding in this league. You're just Sometimes you, when you stick to your guns, you forget that the there's guns pointed at you. Yeah, too. That's also so. fair, Vinny. That is also very much fair. All right, let's go to Dallas next. Cowboys, New England, Patriots coming off their first win of the year. Dallas, we mentioned it earlier, offensive line injuries and taking a team too lightly leads to an inexplicable loss in Arizona as one of the bigger favorites on the board last week. Chris, you opened seven, now six and a half, Dallas laying it, and the total has bounced all over the joint in this one. Yeah, I mean, I I thought seven was a good opening number, but I'm still looking at these – Offensive line injuries for Dallas, and uh, they don't seem any better. Um, mm-hmm. Tyron Smith's out. Tyron Smith's out. Uh, you know, you got Zach Martin, questionable. Edoga, I can't pronounce it, Blood Oz, whatever his name is. Him. Yeah, that guy. You know, these the guys center. are all questioning. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, that doesn't read well for me. You know, Dak Prescott has had a, a, a habit of turning the ball over in key situations. And uh, you're you're going against uh, you know Bill Belichick in a game like this. You know I, I think that you know even though I made the game seven, I opened at seven. I saw the money show at plus seven. I'm down to six and a half. I kind of agree with the move. I think I think I think New England is probably the right side here. I think it's seven certainly. I think you'd have to make that a take. Six and a half makes it a little more questionable. Of all the names, the, the most key name that Chris said was Belichick. Belichick is is. There's one way to beat Dallas, I think, is, is to be able to run the football. And now you got Ezekiel Elliott. How about yeah. how's the ironic, uh, the irony of Ezekiel Elliott uh, coming back to, to Dallas and maybe haunting them uh, uh, th- this weekend? I'm not saying it's it's going to happen, but it's certainly a factor. And, and Belichick knows that, right? I mean, let's face it. Um, and you know, he's he's good at identifying. Not only his strengths and weaknesses, but obviously the other team's strengths and weaknesses too. Look what he did with the Jets last week. He took away their running game and said, "Okay, let this quarterback, let Zach Wilson, you know, beat us." Well, it wasn't going to happen. So, uh, but here I think the key is if the, you know the Patriots are going to want to get into this game, if they can establish some kind of run and keep Dallas's offense 
uh, off the field, then I think that's uh, that that's certainly the point. But that's and that and that's the uh, that's the take uh, on on the on the number of of seven. You know, we talked about offensive lines. I mean, you know, listen, I don't want to take anything away from Tom Brady. Obviously, you know, the all-time great. But you look back, they had great offensive lines always, throughout his whole career. Always. What was a coach? Dante Scarnecchia? Yeah. I mean, they had great uh, – one of your men. Well, <laughs> a great uh, – he was a, a great coach. And uh, they always had uh, terrific offensive lines, and Brady was well-protected, you know. Uh, you know, we're not seeing that right now with Dallas. And I think Dak Prescott has a habit of turning the ball over. I think it probably got overplayed a little bit. There's a lot of luck involved. But still, you're looking at one or two plays like that in the course of a game. You know, I think uh, Belichick's the kind of guy that could take advantage of that. I, I think seven would definitely be a take for me. I, I agree on the seven being a take. I, I also kind of like this game under as well. Uh, obviously, I, I missed the 40. There is some 44 still out in the market. A little bit on this. I, Dallas's defense is just hard to block. And New England's offense, I mean, through the first three games of the year, they scored 17, 10 last week, or 10 against Miami, and then 13. Yes, I know they ended up with 15 last week, but two of those were on the ridiculous safety that Wilson mm -hmm. took at the end of mm -hmm. the game. Uh, this is not a good offense. But you know Belichick's defense is going to show up here. Mm -hmm. I, I think that would be the way I lean. I agree with your take it at seven, but not not the yeah. six. I that. see some six popping up too, you know. Yeah. So I mean, that makes it a little more questionable. Yeah. But uh, I I don't see a seven out there. I see seven even. You have to lay a dollar twenty on a dog. Yeah, it, listen, it's hard enough to win at eleven to ten. You yeah. know, I, I don't recommend buying too many points, but uh, yeah, I'd, I, I would definitely look around. Hope the hopefully the public comes in on Dallas. Yeah, if you're looking to take the dog, look for a seven and. Some of those spots. Let's uh, let's go to uh, Santa Clara next. Niners and the Cardinals. Niners three and zero. Cardinals, they're not going zero and seventeen, guys. They got their win in week three, and quite frankly, there's a legitimate argument to be made. The Cardinals should be three and zero right now. They could absolutely be three and zero. Easily could be three and zero. And I'll tell you what, this team, this is another team that I, Chrissy and I were, were talking. About. This team plays hard. They do. Yeah, they, they do. Don't, yeah. They do. You know, for a team that's supposed to be "quote unquote" tanking, which, by the way, these are professional athletes. They're fighting for their jobs. Every guy, okay, and including the the, the staff. So, uh, I, I've got to tell you, this. Do you watch this team? They just they battle the entire game. So, uh, now does that mean they're going to win this game? They look, they're fourteen point dogs for a reason. Uh, San Francisco, I think, is the best team uh, in the league right now. Although they've got a couple of injuries this week. Uh, including uh, uh, Debo Samuel and Ayuk. Uh, uh, Ayuk uh, I, 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 yeah. will play. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. But he's not not a hundred percent, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah we'll he see. is going to play though. Um, but I just uh, biggest number on the board, and uh, again, no, there's a reason for it. But look, just saying, Cardinals, uh, they could very well be three and zero when you think about it going into this game. Uh, to me, it's another diminishing returns game. You know, I think if you look strictly power ratings on paper, probably the Niners are uh, more than 14-point favorites because right. I think I, I agree with Vinny. I think right now, I think they are the best team in the league, you know, either, either side. Um, but 14 points, that's a mountain to climb in the NFL. Big it number. really is. And I, I think, you know, you talked about a couple of the injuries, Debo Samuel, you know, Ayuk's going to play, probably not 100%. Uh, I, I, I mean, I just... To me, 14 looks like a take. you got to take that 14 in this spot. Survivor pools this week. The Niners <laughs> will be used. 
That's all I'll say. Yeah. The dinosaurs will if be you, used. If week. you don't have to save them for later in the Couple year, they times. definitely got to be used. And they'll be used this week. Uh, they do play on Christmas, though, against Baltimore. So we'll see. All right. The game we mentioned earlier, because you guys took a big, big uh, 22 dime bet on uh, the New York Jets <laughs> at nine and a half. Vinny's shaking his head. Brave soul. Yes. Uh, good, good luck to that, whoever that made that bet. Chris, you're sitting at nine, which actually is the market high right now, surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. It's mostly eight and a half in the market. KC laying it, total down to 42 on this one, where you guys actually are sitting at the market high on the total at 42. I, I mean, what, what else has to be said about Zach Wilson at this point? Oh, yeah, listen, we've gone at ad nauseum, but, you know, the guys, uh, they laid me nine. They laid me nine and a half with the chief. I didn't go to 10. I said, right. That's just too high. And the guy came in and took the nine and a half. So, you know, maybe uh, I made one smart move this week anyway. But I think that, uh, you know, let's not forget, this Jet team still has a hell of a defense. And I don't know home field. Well, I don't know if that helps or hurts, really, with uh, all the negativity around Zach Wilson and the Jets. I don't know the home team really means that much. But the thing about Kansas City, they they went, you know, I always hear about it. It's hard to go to Arrowhead and win. Well, it's hard to play Kansas City anywhere and That's win. I mean, they're good. <laughs> You know, uh, so I don't I don't take that much away from them being on the road. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I can almost guarantee it come kickoff, I'll be rooting for the Jets. <laughs> I can tell you that, but I'm not sure the right side here. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of talk about Zach Wilson, obviously, uh, you know, from fans, from, you know, uh, certainly betters. Uh, but you know what? It's it's on the coaches. I just I don't think they're, they're they're doing everything they can to to put this this kid in any in the team in a in a, uh, in a position, position to, be to be to have a chance at success. So I mean that come that comes down to you know to management. It's like the end product is 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 a direct reflection of of management in any business, and it's it's just not good. And it's and it's now again we go back to the point where teams not take, these are pros, right? Well, pros step up. Step it up, all right? Yeah, their defense is good, and you've been on the field a whole lot. But, you know, the rest of the offense, it's not like they don't have any offensive players. They've got a pretty good receiving core and uh, and, and and running backs that have done zero. You, know, you can say, well, the offensive line's a play. Well, again, I go back to uh, to the to the coaching stuff. Do, do a better job. Matt Canada did a better job of coaching, I think, Kenny Pickett last week and putting mm-hmm. putting in a, a, a better uh, – He made some good so, so, you know, But I haven't seen that yet with this team. Now that said, I think for this number to move much more, I know where we talked about it earlier when Jimmy was here. Will the number go up? I think it's going to depend on what the rest of the day looks like, and how because this is the prime time game and everything is going to be going to it. So I think that's also going to impact where this number winds up. It's also rare that you see a total this low in a Kansas City game now. Forty-two is low. For that total is predicated on the Jets' offense. Oh, I trust <laughs> yeah. me, I understand that. But again, it's. it's you, that just again a testament to what a the Jets offense is in a negative light, and b Jets defense still respected in the market here. Mm-hmm. So listen, their defense is good, and yeah, like Vinny yeah. said, every listen, you're playing defense for the Jets. You're playing any any position on the Jets. Yeah. You're fighting for your job, right? You know, you're 25 years old. I mean, even what's the worst paid guy on the team play? Seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, seven eight hundred thousand. Yeah. You know what? You get cut. You know what are you doing next week? Play, yeah. You know, tend and bar. Go to the, go to the practice squad and yeah. make uh, make uh, uh, make a lot less than that. Yeah, if you're lucky, you go to the practice squad. Some guys don't make the practice squad. Yeah, so these guys are out there singing for their supper all the time and playing hard. And, and I, I, another thing, I've t- 
You know that kid that in in your high school that was like the best athlete and he was like dominating all that. He's probably not good enough to be on one of these teams, right? And if he is good enough, there's 52 other guys that are just as good. Yeah. So these, you know, don't just think this team can't win. It can't do this and that. You know, they can go out there and play some good defense. And I'm not sure they can win this game, but they can't certainly cover this number. I was trying to figure out what the worst case scenario for the Jets would be this week, and I think it is actually this just will sound totally ridiculous, but. The worst case scenario for the Jets this week is Zach Wilson plays well and they score like 24 points and they lose the game. That's like the worst case scenario that can happen. You, you sound like such a negative Jets oh, I fan. Know. You, you I know. Know. But I know you poor people have been tortured for the last, you, you know, 60. Well, you're only 30 some years old. But, seasoned. Yeah. seasoned. Vinny's been tortured Vinny, for the last 60 some years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. All right, one last one. Ever since Super Bowl three, yeah, that's been. Uh, uh, look, let's see, talk about that. Look, they'll be able to fall back on having the most important win in the history of pro football. That's that's okay. that's all they have. Even though that's thirty years before you were no, born. No, I know, but, but okay. that's legitimately the only thing that they have in the franchise's yeah. history. All right, one last one before we get out of here today. Monday night, I just want to bring this up, Chris, because this has bounced all over the place. Yeah, Seattle at the Giants. Open Seattle one and a half. Got the Giants one, and now back to Seattle one, and the total's been bet up from 45 to 47. A lot of business, a lot of opinions. <laughs> you know, I hope the game doesn't come tied. If it does, I'm going to be in big oh, trouble. Our, there. Are your friend that took the half point so, on yeah, the pick? Yeah, we'll be very happy if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> that story's in the new book I just sent into the publisher, too, Excellent. by the way. But, yeah, listen, I, I, th- I really think, I hate to say, it, I think Seattle's kind of the right side here. You know, a lot I mean, of injuries on the Seahawks yeah, side. A lot of injuries there, but boy, this this giant team just has not been good. They another team been very disappointing. You know, last year I remember going into the going into the preseason last year. I remember telling my people back there, I says, "Watch out for the Giants. They're going to be pretty good this year." And about after week two or three of the preseason, <laughs> I says, "You know what I said about the Giants? Forget I ever opened my mouth. I don't want to hear that again." And I kind of. Every year, I kind of fall for this giant stuff that, you know, they're a good team. I Listen, the, the Maras and the Roonies are close friends. I, you got the girl named Rooney Mara, you know. Uh, so I always kind of had like a little spot in my heart for the Giants. But, you know, boy, oh, boy, they just, you know, th- this team has been a bad franchise. Really, even when Eli Manning, those were the, some of the biggest Super Bowl upsets of all time, you know, but they they did win them. God bless. But you know, this has not been a good franchise for a long time. I mean, the second one, the team had a they had a monstrous negative point differential yeah. in the regular mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Still yeah. found a way to beat New England and Indy that year. Yeah. I think the big key here is, I mean, we talk about injuries, and there's pretty significant defensive injuries to, to Seattle, but it, it's going to come down to Barkley's status, right? I mean, he, had, right. he, he now he's had a week and a half. Um, because he did not play in the San Francisco game last week on Thursday. So um, if he plays, I think you'll see some some interest in the Giants. But, I mean, uh, I think it's so so far two-way, and I think it'll probably continue that way, whether he plays or not. Maybe a, maybe a late move on the Giants. If, if Barkley plays. plays, I would imagine this gets back to pick. I'm looking. He did practice. He did today. practice so, today, yeah. yeah so, But I, I would say this probably closes pick of Barkley's in, if not Seattle's slight favorite. I agree with Chris. I think that Seattle is the right side, even with all the injuries. This giant team's really not any good. Yeah, they really aren't. They should be 0-3. Uh, the miraculous comeback in the desert, the only reason they're not mm-hmm. uh, right now. All right. Football Friday, guys. Football Friday. Two buddy. hours. Two hours. Right. Two easy. hours. A lot of football. Very easy. A lot of football. Every Friday, this show, Vinny, Chris, and I, 2-4. to four, here on the network, again, 
South Point Studio, where you can find everything on YouTube. Mm -hmm. If you missed any of the show, be, make sure to go back and watch the replay. We'll have it all tweeted out as well, so you can find that as well. And uh, S-O-P-O Studio LV on Twitter or mm -hmm. X or whatever we're calling it these days. Twitter. Yeah, it's still Twitter, 100%. Yeah. Uh, where you can find it uh, again. Yes, on the phone uh, as well. Uh, and uh, big thanks to Jimmy as well for stepping That's in right. earlier sure. in the show. And we're back tomorrow, Vinny, myself, you, mm -hmm. Alex White, back tomorrow morning, 8 to 9 Pacific time right here at the South Point studio. For Chris and Vinny, I'm Jeff. We'll see you next time here at Sports by the Book at the South Point studio.